0: everybody welcome back to i came with fire podcast tonight we are doing another version of popcorn podcast if you haven't listened to our last one uh this is one where zach and i just ask each other questions and neither of us know what we're going to ask the other one um Mm. you don't have to watch the first one to know what's going on uh but uh we do recommend going back and listening to our other stuff but um this is definitely uh a change of pace for what we've been doing lately because we've had so many guests and um yes honestly man it's been awesome i've loved we have honestly we've had so much good feedback too um i'd say uh, our two that i've gotten like the most feedback about have definitely been uh, chief gutierrez and then uh um senior uh, del toro and um Mm -hmm. a lot of people talking about uh senior del toro's episode but um yeah man yeah it's been uh it's been awesome we have some more guests coming up but uh we've had some really smart people on especially sean sean mcfate for sure um, that dude if you're, if you're the way he Sh- talks
1: yeah yeah like the way he talks and stuff i'm like, like he's obviously a doctor but right doctor i'm like sean mcfay yeah <laughs> he's like talking and i'm like i'm really just trying to like size up or like what next thing i say doesn't sound too stupid <laughs>
0: right no i mean a couple of things he said like it kind of blew my mind especially talking about the uh, like corporate mercenary armies and stuff like that mm-hmm. like, dude, that's a wild thought Mm-hmm. yeah anyway so you said uh before before we got on you said you were playing halo
1: yes i was playing uh the old halo 2 i love halo it's uh it's my favorite game i could talk about it forever we could literally have a whole podcast episode if people wanted to vote for it yeah. in the comments but well, i could nice. just talk about halo the whole time Dude, maybe um, you should. it's it's i just love the whole story the lore behind it um i'm kind of a halo snob though uh, once Bungie <laughs> stopped making it, and three four three took over, I don't like anything after three four three took over. I don't consider them part of the Halo story or the lore. I think it's like a one off, just weird thing. So game, I don't, I don't what, like those.
0: What game like began with them and ended
1: with Bungie? So Bungie did one, two, three, ODST, and Reach. So five of them. Okay. Um, then they went off to make Destiny, and 343 three started with 4. So 343's three, made 4, uh, 5, and now Infinite. Um, and Infinite's pretty good, but 4 and 5 are ass. So gotcha. they don't make up for Infinite being good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, honestly, man, the last time I I, I like when you talk about Halo, because uh, let's be like everybody listening, like Zach plays Halo all the time. And um, yes. <laughs> I, I just, honestly, the last time I played Halo, I was in high school and um, I, I did not grow up with like an Xbox and mm-hmm. we got a PlayStation when they finally came out with like those like versions you could travel with. And um, but, so my, mm-hmm. my parents were like, you have a Nintendo, you don't need anything else. And so I had, a Nintendo. Um, no, for real, dude, the last, <laughs> the last game system I had before I moved out, like went to college was a GameCube and um Mm. uh, yeah so when i played halo um so anybody knows like i I went to high school in germany my dad was in the air force and um i lived on a really small base called simbach which now belongs to the army um there's no housing there anymore but uh there used to be a teen center in the parking lot where the commissary was which is the grocery store for those of uh, you listening that aren't savvy to military lingo but um yeah man dude we would have these these lock-ins um Mm -hmm. during the summer and uh we there was like one really big common room and like another that had like a pool table and it was definitely a skiff at one point which is which is like a secure big old door yeah exactly it's a big metal door yeah you can see these (laughs) massive hinges and um they made master chief yeah no for real (laughs) and uh we had one room where like we'd have like one room was just like Five or six TVs going with like Halo, because like all the kids that had everything would show up with like their TVs and shit. Like they'd have, mm-hmm. like, they come with like a wagon and a skateboard, and then the other room would have like Tony Hawk going or something like that, and just like stay up all night bumping like Three Six Mafia, Fifty Cent. You know what I mean? Like because this was back when Into Club was new, right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, just like stayed up all night and and would play video games and play Halo and and fuck around. Man, it was a, it was a really good time. And um yeah, we used to have set those lock ins a lot, dude. Just like fifty teenagers and two adults like watching us. Yeah. And like one of the dudes, Jamie, he used to work there. Uh he'd be playing video games too and just get like buck wild. We'd go outside and play like tackle football and just mm. just fuck fuck each other up, dude. Yeah, like <laughs> this is such a good time, man. But uh that's the last time I played Halo, so it's been like two thousand and four, maybe.
1: Yeah, and so if you're saying 2004 that means you probably mostly played halo 1 just halo ce the first one pretty much yeah uh because halo 2 came out in november of 2004 and then yeah. halo 3 was 2007 yeah i've so. definitely
0: played halo 2 because uh, uh i graduated no 5 and i remember when the new halo came out and uh, this mm-hmm. kid tim that i was friends with he lived across the street from us he was like super big into halo and um I remember him just like, oh,
1: we could have another lock in so we could play Halo. And uh so,
0: you know, and of course we did, you know what I mean? But uh yeah, it has been forever, man. So like storylines, all that stuff, I have zero idea. And I know that's like blasphemy yeah. for a millennial to be like, oh, I'm not that familiar with Halo. So kill me in the comments. Whoa. But I just I yeah.
1: There's a lot of people who don't know a lot about Halo, even yeah. like of our generation. Um I'll be talking to like so other people, well, my buddy Tobin, he's the Navy recruiter who's in the area and uh, we're talking to him and he just never had an Xbox and never got into it, yeah. so he doesn't know anything about Halo either. Yeah, Dude, I've, Tobin, I've joked movie? with you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I said I've, I've joked with you about how like we need to just like sit down and play Halo together because I would be like the perfect like narrator. I would give you all like the backstory, yeah. the side stuff, the things right. that you wouldn't notice. Yeah. It'd be no, great. That would be pretty cool.
0: <laughs> Tobin makes me think of that scene from uh, Ghostbusters where, is it Ghostbusters 2? I think it is, where they go to, um, uh, I think Venkman's got like a paranormal bookstore. And he's like, oh, I consulted Tobin's spirit guide. and it kept, you know, <laughs> It's kind of funny, uh, those random freaking thoughts. yeah Yeah. let's do it let's do our our shameless plugs real quick right so let's get uh, it i came with fire is um sponsored by red clover coffee red clover coffee is active duty military owned they donate to a bunch of really awesome charities um so support them us and those charities by heading over there and um, you can find them at redclovercoffee.com or through our promos highlight on our instagram story um but use code came with fire at checkout for 10 percent off uh, I have ordered from them quite a few times. Um, I know people who have ordered from them. Their African blends, their Blueberry Invasion is all really, really good. I also got their um, Blackberry Brandy recently. <laughs> Did you just Yeah? No? Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, Red Clover Coffee came with fire uh, at checkout for 10% off. Uh, Zach's Chair is not a paid actor. Um, but, it is uh, not. And our second sponsor is Sheep's Clothing LLC. Um, Sheep's Clothing LLC is... Uh, apparel for people who are in the violent arts or disciplines um, so whether that's mma or shooting um, or survivors of violent circumstance so that could be military member law enforcement officers emts firefighters and anybody who's survived some sort of violent circumstance is for you um, if you would like some merch uh, they have flags some pretty awesome patches um, they have mma gear uh, they honestly sell some really cool shit, but if you are interested—and we hope you are—head um, on over there and get something and use code Fire Ten at checkout for ten percent off your purchase. Um, but yeah, big shout out to Red Clover Coffee and Sheep's Clothing. We really appreciate you guys sponsoring us. So, uh, like I say, Popcorn Podcast tonight, Zach. I am going to let you go first. This is five questions hey. a piece. Neither of us know what we're going to ask. Um, so at the end, don't be surprised when I—I'm pro- just kidding.
1: Um, and, uh,
0: yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Zach. You can start us off. Yeah, so
1: I've actually have six of them because I don't follow the rules. Um, right. and it's just you're because right. the first one is just to kind of break the ice, even though you and I don't need to break the ice. We break bread every single day. Um, I'm sure you're aware of the fuck, marry, kill, uh, type game. You pick three people. You gotta, you gotta fuck oh, one. Bro. You gotta marry one. You gotta kill one. Right. Okay. So I'm about to get us, about to get us on some watch list. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I'm interviewing you. Kill. Oh, that's, that's sometimes
0: a useful exercise.
1: Fuck, Mary kill. Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, and Whoopi Goldberg.
0: Well, I'm not going to lie to you. These are all terrible options.
1: <laughs> uh, for each. For
0: each. Yeah. And if I, if I could, I'd, I'd take uh, secret option four and kill myself. Um, uh. But, uh, doesn't we just, can't because, yeah, it's outside the parameters. fuck podcast yes, needs you. It does. All right. <laughs> fuck, Mary kill. Um, well, I heard one somewhere like one day. I think Oprah has like this um, aversion to getting married. And, um, hmm. yeah, so I would just marry Oprah out of spite. And uh, not to mention she's like rich. Um, I'm pretty sure they're all rich. They all yes. have to be rich. What's um,
1: funny is, like, so Oprah has probably always gotten whatever she wanted, and you would just make it so she couldn't get this one thing of not being married. So right. you just took it away from her. <laughs> I did, dude. The ultimate thing. Yeah. Married, married
0: out of spite. Move over. Yep. Move over Stedman. I think that's her boyfriend's name, or whatever he is to her. I have so no I'm idea. <laughs> servant. Being married to Oprah has to be kind of difficult, I feel like, in some ways. Uh... I guess I would take out Whoopi Goldberg because I can't stand the view. Um, and then I just would end everybody's misery. And then uh, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm getting with Michelle Obama because she's the only one left. And um, yeah, I guess you could say like getting with a first lady would be like – you could put that on your resume, right?
1: I think Gra- so. Graduate like from the first
0: college, slept, slept with first lady, right? Yeah, yeah
1: it's actually us. your it's your name then slept with first lady then your email it's mm. so like before they even get to your contact info that's where it goes yeah right <laughs> at
0: slept with no <laughs> you make
1: but, your own uh, handle right
0: yeah oh my god okay
1: what about you jesus mine were Harrow. the same we are, we're totally um, we're totally getting shadow banned now perfect no um, mine, mine were the exact same uh I would I would marry Oprah because it's Oprah. Like mm-hmm. I feel like every morning I'd wake up and you get a new car. I'm like thanks Oprah, lucky too. And then uh, I just don't like Whoopi at all, so I guess and Michelle Obama, like wow. Sports Lady,
0: okay. the same. So yeah. Oh, well, that's not a surprise. So
1: <laughs> get out of my head.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I would have to say too. You know, if you marry Oprah, I'm pretty sure she's like connected yeah way you know so you might even end up you know with the sweet release of death because you know she just might make you some like sacrifice to
1: moloch or something <laughs> or, or you, you might else. get immortality that's true
0: but at, at the cost of your soul you know what i mean yeah eternity in her with oprah or, or eternity <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know man you have to think about these things, Zach. Do I
1: get a new car every morning?
0: What? What you? Where are you gonna drive it? The other parts of know. hell.
1: Yeah, and I go that, dab up Satan. He's like, "What's up, dude? What'd you get this morning from Oprah?" Because yeah, he's yeah. probably married to her too. Mm, <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't. I think. I think I'd have to to not do that.
1: That's fair. Yeah, we a we will we will move on. What is uh? <laughs> what is your question for me? Your oh. actual legit. Oh, question my actual my, question? Oh yeah, man, mine is
0: lame, dude. We're going to like we're going right in. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. What like is your next question serious or is it like slightly fun? Yeah,
1: my other You're five serious? are relatively serious. Um, All right, cool. Here we go. Yeah. All right, well, we're f-
0: following fuck, Mary kill. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, one of the things that I learned, um, like basically through like social media, was that there's all these people that were deployed to like Iraq and Afghanistan over like the past mm-hmm. 20, 20 years. And um, mm-hmm. they've had these like really weird encounters. And it's, I'm, first off, I'm always really interested to listen to other military members and the stories they have of like the supernatural or like the weird. Because if you've ever been like, it's posted somewhere. Well, first off, like everywhere on these military bases that you can get stationed at is super old for the most part, right? Yes. A lot of them, a lot of these buildings were built like 60 years ago. Uh, it's very rare to find like a brand new building on base. And if it is, it's normally something like a community center or like a new gym or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like like legitimately, uh, there's some like concerns in Germany that were literally built by the Wehrmacht um in world war Two, and the u.s army just like knocked off the swastikas and eagles and all that stuff and just uses them you know what i mean so it's it's kind of neat to look at like these buildings are literally like night built in the 1930s and um, yeah. so a lot a lot of history you know but um so they're all really old but what do you think of the if you've heard of this and if you haven't i can like kind of give you some examples But what do you think of the alleged accounts from U.S. service members who say they've encountered giants, jinn, and other otherworldly creatures while deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan?
1: So I've never heard of them, like, encountering giants. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is actually kind of interesting because I recently have gone down, like, a rabbit hole in YouTube of, like, watching YouTube videos of Mm -hmm. um, BWAT-era veterans who were... um, uh, like in Afghanistan or Iraq and stuff, and they would like see some weird stuff going on, like spiritual, like ghost type things and stuff. And one Gen, of them was like, I, I guess, guess... What's you know, a jinn? A jinn. No.
0: So jinn, and if, if you're listening and I'm um, incorrect, please correct me, but jinn is like the origin of the word genie, right? And so like the genie that like we've all come to know, like, you know, you rub the mm-hmm. lamp, three wishes, is not... What that that, that gets origin? Of course, like every origin is not what we've come to read. It's not Robin Williams, you know, in the cave with Jafar and Aladdin, right? Wait, it's not. Um, <laughs> no. So, like, Jin, um, can be like they 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 can be evil, right? And they can yeah, they're, they're trickster entities as well, right? Um, so but they they have they're they're represented a lot of different ways. Um, I've seen them represented as, like fire Jin. Um, like trickster Jin, Um, They like to mimic from like what I've read about them, which is really creepy, like uh, the concept of a mimic. But um, mm-hmm. right, so that's what I mean, right? So it kind of sounds like what you're talking about there, like some of these weird like spirit things. But anyway, go ahead. Keep keep going.
1: Yeah, mine wasn't more so like a gin or like a G, I guess. Mine was more like, a, like I watched a video. It's, it's mostly just like, I guess, ghosts. But right. I watched a video where uh, these like army guys were, in some like hill and they're supposed to like guard that hill and the like Afghan national that was with them was telling them that, Oh, this is the same hill that like thousands of Russians died on when the Russians were here. And it's the same hill, like, you know, like thousands years before that, that this group died here. It's the same hill. Like it's a, it's a hill obviously, that you want to take for strategic purposes in that area. And I guess just, generations of generations of different militaries were showed up there and just died in mass there. Yeah. And, uh, these, uh, these, um, like, I guess the soldiers who were there when they're like sleeping, they'd randomly get woken up by some dude, like yelling at him in Russian or like they would, they would see like a Russian dude, like clearly like in Russian like equipment and stuff like walk by or like walk through walls and a whole bunch of yeah. weird stuff. I'm I've heard just stuff assuming like that just too, been... where
0: they like they've heard like Russian radio chatter. And, yes, um, that comes up too. Right, Russian radio chatter. Yeah. I just want to say, like, how demoralizing would that be to like being woke up in the middle of the night and you're in just like the hole in the ground that you dug. Okay. Yeah. And there's a like a half blown up Russian Russian shol- Russian soldier standing there yelling at you. Like. Yeah. Whoa. whoa. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that just, just would just be, like, so, A, like, creepy, like, just completely mind-boggling. And then, yeah. like, holy holy shit, like, this dude is still here as a ghost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, morale-wise, well, feel, like.
1: Yeah, I feel like that whole area, though, has got so much death that oh, there's yeah. got to be so many spirits and stuff. They're, like, they always say Afghanistan's where nations go to die. Right. So, the <laughs> um, guard of yeah, no one's ever yet conquered it. Except I guess the Afghanis who were just still there doing their thing. So right. um yeah, it it'd be weird. I'd also be like a huge I just think being there I've only been through I've only been through Afghanistan and I was only there for like a day and a half. It was for a flyaway mission and I like just flew in. Program or something? Yeah, I just flew in and was there for like a day and a half and then left. So that's all I know. But from like friends who have been there and stuff, like I feel like just knowing that that's where nations go to die or that's where all empires fail. Like even as, and we did, we, we left there. Right. So it's kind of like a, it's like, man, even the U S couldn't do it. (laughs) It's like, that's to me kind of like, well, I think
0: like that whole, like we lost idea, like we lost on some fronts and then on others, like not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother like debate, but yeah, like, so I, one of the stories I've seen is, uh, I guess these guys like got sent out and they went into this cave and they, like a giant came out and attacked and killed U.S. soldiers and wow. there have been, yeah, there have been U.S. soldiers that have come out and said like, this has happened. And, um, there's a bunch of other weird stuff, like the, like Jin. Um, like, you know, encountering these, these mimic or like trickster spirits that try to like get you, like pretend to be wounded like, one of the, like a wounded person and like to trick you off into like a valley or something like that. And, um, uh, but right. Kind of I mean, like a skinwalker. I get now cause Jen aren't like a skinwalker, but like, I guess yeah, the yeah. Like, element that like trickster element is present. Don't, you know? don't but, skinwalkers like,
1: they'll be like, help
0: help me they or, do yeah or, that's what i'm saying that's well, like, like the, tri- that's like the and then... yeah that's like the trickster element to it but yeah, they're yeah. not like skinwalkers and jinn are not related and they're not you know they did not come into being in the way that um you know each other did like skinwalkers are like what they're like a person that ate human flesh and then became a skin yeah, yeah and so mm-hmm. that's, that's that's not like that's not the same but the trickster element is is there but um yeah, there, I've seen too like um that the TV show that used to be on HBO True Blood. One of the characters seen True Blood.
1: Yeah, I've seen True Blood.
0: Right. So one of in the later seasons, one of the characters, Terry, the one that is like the combat vet with like mm-hmm. uh, he has post-traumatic stress, he's like haunted by uh, like a fire spirit. Do you remember seeing that?
1: No, uh, I only uh, watched like like a season or so of it. Yeah, and I watched. It's a fairly. really,
0: it's a really weird show. Um yeah. But anyway, now that that was like the first time that I remember seeing anything like out and like for public viewing of like you know U.S. service member like, and obviously this is this totally fictitious like that story. Mm-hmm. But that's there are people that have said that and right and that exists right because like you know people have come out and said like hey I have these experiences but I was just wondering what you thought like you know. I believe people when they say they have experiences like that because I've yeah. been in plenty of really old buildings on base and had some strange experiences, not to mention there's all kinds of really odd stuff that happens around military installations. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, so, when I, so when I graduated high school, I moved to the UK with my parents because my dad got another assignment the year I graduated high school. And mm-hmm. long story short, they basically let me uh, give me the option um, that I could either go to school and live with them still or have a job and still live with them. And I asked if I could take like a gap year and live with them. And like, cause I wanted to like go around and see the UK and I did, but I ended up working at the shop on base, which is like the gas Mm -hmm. station and convenience. Yeah. People who don't know. And, um,
1: get your tornadoes. What's that? Get your tornadoes.
0: (laughs) Dude. Yeah. I didn't even think tornadoes were a thing back then. This was back when the shop still rented DVDs and um (laughs) yeah and um but anyway there was one of the managers there he was retired and um his name was gary but i learned like he was always a little little strange not like not like like mean or or anything Mm -hmm. like that but just like kind of off and um he always dressed way nicer than everybody else. Like, all the other managers that worked there, like, you know, they dressed differently than us. Like, we had, like, the fee shirts, you know what I mean? Like, had to wear, like, khakis yeah. or jeans or whatever. But they always had to wear, like, some sort of, like, like business casual attire. But, like, Gary would, like... Dude, it was like when I would go visit my grandfather at the BMW dealership he owned. Like, he smelled like cologne, had a tie on, <laughs> had a nice watch, had a jacket, had his hair done, like, all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he came in, he was, like, you know, zoot-suited, dude. And, um, I'm anyway. Smashed up it. No, for real, dude. Yeah, and he would like, and I hated when he would come to the counter and, like, help us check out people because he was always, like, wanting to have a conversation. And when, like, yeah. he's, like, the cashier that'll bag your Snickers bar, you're, like, dude, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, anyway, but I found out one day that uh, he'd had an encounter with like UFOs. And no one, I shouldn't say encounter, like his whole life had had encounters and they increased mm. when he joined the Air Force. And um, it basically, um, I asked him one day, like flat out, I was like, dude, I want to know about this because I heard you told another employee about your experiences. And at first, he was kind of pissed. He was like, I don't, he's like, I don't really want to talk about that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, okay. Like, I respect that. I was like, you know, I actually have a really big interest in this kind of thing. Like, if you don't want me to tell anybody else, I won't, you know, and I did anything. I that.
1: feel like that adds merit to his stories because For he sure. didn't want to like talk sure. about them. Yeah. And he, he didn't,
0: he did end up telling me and I did not tell anybody like at the store when I still worked there. But he said, yeah, but, um, basically what he said was as a kid growing up, he was abducted and he said that they removed like a tumor what he thought was a tumor from his leg they they said was going to kill him but in return for him having this like medical procedure done on him by these aliens he had to go back and tell like humanity essentially that there were two races of aliens um this is actually the first time i'd ever heard of like the whole like grays and whites thing and um but he's like there's two species of aliens the greys he's like they try to help humanity and the whites he's like they're trying to like take out humanity and he's like you know they would visit me and told me i needed to find a way to tell humanity what's coming and that the end of the world dude and it's wild because some of this stuff he told me is like stuff that people are talking about now i'll get to that in a second but he said that every once in a while they would visit him um, after this incident where they removed the tumor from his leg, and he said that like, they would take him up and like show him his house from the, the from the um, from the sky, and like take him around the part of Alaska that he lived, and like show him like the mountains and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. he said that it kind of stopped as he got older, but when he joined the Air Force, he said that it like really ramped up, and he said that they was they started like showing him like visions of of the future. And that he needed to, oh. that basically he, now, now that he was an adult, he needed to figure out a way to tell people about what was going to happen. And, um, so he, you know, according to him and I've actually looked him up, I'm not going to say his, his name on the air. Um, but I've looked him up on Amazon to see if he did write the book he say he was going to, or if it, or if, rather that his book was published and I've never found anything. So I don't know if mm-hmm. something happened to him or what, but anyway, um, he said that essentially that uh, you know these this race of aliens was going to come and trick humanity into trusting them and uh, uh, showing us all of these old technologies that these ancient civilizations used to know, uh, which is totally something that we talk about now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that yeah, that's what sure. they were going to use to garner our trust, and then they were going to turn against us, and that they were like flesh eaters and all this stuff, and they were like gonna yeah, it was pretty crazy. But he like dead serious like like not fucking around telling me this stuff and he's like you know you could just tell he wasn't like trying to tell me to like scare me or was just like mad Mm -hmm. when I asked and was just like giving me a bunch of bs this was like an hour conversation we had in like his office and um like why waste my time for an hour you know what I mean yeah um, but anyway it kind of like explained why to me like why he was kind of just odd you know what I mean not in a bad way just (laughs) odd you know yeah and, um, but yeah, so like there's an, a, kind of an extreme example, but like the military members have some pretty wild experiences when it comes to just like the supernatural in general, whether it's like ghosts or it's, um, cause even I've had, like, I've responded to a ghost before on duty and, um, mm-hmm. I have two stories about that, but anyway, um, and UFO stuff for sure.
1: We used to get 911 calls from buildings that didn't exist yeah. anymore when I was yeah. at Kadena. Um, oh, dude, and it wasn't
0: one of the most haunted
1: yeah, uh, places it wasn't just like a like just a random phone call and then nothing there like no you would pick up the phone you know you'd be like B-Doc how can I help you or like where's your emergency or whatever right. and someone would be like breathing on the other end or someone would say something in like Japanese or they'd be like I need you to get here now but it'd be like really like muffled or like not very like clear and then it would disconnect or the phone would turn off or whatever. Um, Did you guys ever like, and it,
0: save those recordings? Cause like if they're calling, like you're not yeah. online. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: So they're all saved and you can like listen to some of like, some of them are really weird. Um, there's some
0: stuff from Gadina on YouTube. I've seen. Yeah.
1: There's the gate six ghost. I remember yeah. when I first, when I remember when I first got there, they were saying like gate six, like extremely haunted
0: yeah, and like I'm there's a ghost
1: sure. there. And, uh, I actually had a time, where I was uh, at gate six, just real tired. Gate six was a, was a one man post and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's an entrance to a housing area that's off base. So there's nothing important there really. Yeah. You know, housing I guess, but like not like military asset wise. And uh it was mm-hmm. way late at night, like two or three o'clock in the morning, and I'm like nodding off, you know, just having a hard time staying awake, all that type of stuff. I called like a patrol over, like bring me like a Red Bull or something to get through it, but it's just nothing was working. And I remember kind of just like sitting there staring out, and I kept kind of like nodding off. And then I'm, I must have fallen asleep or something, which, yeah, right. three, four, forces was false through gun, yada, 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 whatever. I know I that have I to had to right fall stand. asleep, <laughs> or I'm the first, sorry, it's fine. Or the, uh, <laughs> uh, first like heart? I lost, I lost enough conscious or whatever, consciousness to like, like not be there fully or something. But, Someone whispered in my ear, like, "Hey, wake up! Something's coming." And I was like, "Huh?" And then, right as I did that, my flight chief was driving up, and I was like, "Oh, what the heck?" And I thought that that rest of the night I was wide awake. <laughs> I was not tired anymore, bro. But that that was, was like,
0: wild. <laughs> dude, that's like some old like World War II soldier, like just you know, post World yeah. War II. He's like uh, watching my watching my brother
1: looking out for him dude that's weird <laughs> yeah but it's like i whenever i think of that i like i get chills now just thinking about it uh mm-hmm. but i wasn't the only like what's weird is i never really told anyone else that and i remember you know you're at you're of base for like years it was like years later i was talking to someone else and they were like i kept like hearing someone whispering when i was at like gate six but i kept thinking it was the radio I turn off the radio, and I would still hear whispering. So, like, I was like, wait a minute. You heard whispering at Gate 6? Like, someone whispered in my ear at Gate 6. So, it's like a... Oh, see, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, gate 6 is known to be haunted, but apparently that ghost is friendly. will help you out. he will play you when your boss is coming. So. Right? The girlfriend whoever
0: that is, props. <laughs> yeah. Now, there, there's a... Um, I had another friend when I was in uh, at Malstrom, who was at Kadena, too. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he showed us a video, like, from like the actual like gate shack video um recording yeah. of a like a ghost straight up man it's still on youtube it is like going from like one one delta barrier to the other like back mm-hmm. and forth have you seen that video yeah,
1: yeah that's the gate six ghost i okay, know exactly dude, that's what what one about of about. the
0: best videos yeah. i've ever seen like of van- yeah. any sort of like spiritual activity because like you know dude that's just the freaking gate shack mm-hmm. camera you know what i mean yeah and let's be honest yeah. man there ain't nobody going in there and dicking around with this camera.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Like the alarm monitor,
0: the death star, none of them are, are screwed around. And it's with like, you a, know what I mean? Like, it's not like a
1: high quality, like, no, you, exactly. you couldn't edit like, the camera anyways. No. It's like a life fee. It's stuck. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so like, you know, it's just like, you know, you know that that's legitimate. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I know that like, how many gate shacks have ever been posted at, how many cameras yeah, are but, out there. It's like, dude, no one's dicking around. That's a real video and it's wild too because like there's still traffic you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh the people like in the shack like watching cuz like somebody if i remember right from the video somebody saw it out there like when they were standing outside and they came in and they rewound the video footage and and pulled it up and looked at it and like holy shit mm-hmm. you know what i
1: mean mm-hmm. and
0: so dude, that's one of the best one of the best videos i've ever seen yeah. that's
1: that's that kadina Kadena yeah, had a bunch of weird stuff. You know, we'd yeah. have uh, CGs, contract guards. They're, they're local Japanese yes. guys who like work with us and stuff. They're mostly there to be like interpreters, but they would work the gate with you and all sorts of other stuff. Um, but there was one uh, post uh, called Samurai One. <laughs> and They would. uh was that the they would be a C- chief? Yeah, it was like the CG flight chief, oh. and uh, he would usually be out in the munitions area. And I guess one day he was out there at night in the munitions. It's like the size of Cadena Air Base again. Like, it's huge. Oh, wow. And uh, he was out there just driving around doing his normal checks or whatever. And he swears up and down that there was, like, a dude standing in the middle of, like, the road just staring at him. As He's, like, coming down this hill. And so he, like, stops. He, like, turned on his, like, light, his spotlight. He's, like, looking at it and stuff. And then he gets out of the car and he's, like, yelling at him. And this dude just runs into the, like, into the jungle. Just, like, leaves. So he calls it in. Mm-hmm. They bring out, like, K-9. They can't find anything. They never find this dude or whatever. But that guy resigned, like, that, like, at the end of his shift. He's like, I'm Whoa. not doing this anymore. And, like, the Japanese are very spiritual people. I like, thought it was, like, a yokai or stuff. something. Yeah. He was like, it's like, uh-uh. And he just, he quit that day. And he was the... Samurai One Flight Chief, like, it's paid well, good hours, like, working yeah. for the U.S. government, like, all this stuff. And he just said, that ain't it. Bounced. That's wild, man. That, yeah. For
0: real, that's, like, throwing, throwing away a career over something like that. That's yep. pretty serious.
1: Ain't we, doing uh, it.
0: When I was uh, when I was in Montana one one night, I was on, I was on mids pretty often when I was a brand-new airman. And um one, one, uh, one evening, my buddy and I, we were in the weapon storage area. We were posted together, sitting in a Humvee. And um, we're over in, like, some storage, part of the storage area where, like, there was all these old, like, conventional storage, like, garages, as they look like. And um, we're just sitting there. And all of a sudden, it felt like somebody jumped onto the top of our Humvee. So we jumped out thinking that, like, somebody had parked, like, a building over, got on top of their Humvee through the turret, like, walked across the city. Yeah, it was, like, (laughs) dicking around with us, which is – yeah. So it was total airman bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um so we like jumped out, dude. No one was there, man. Like the second like it hits like boom, we're like, what the fuck? Like looked up at the turret. Like I kind of like turned my head to like look back through the turret, you know? And uh jumped we both jumped out and um we were parked like right in the middle of the building. And these are just like really, really long. Like they look like storage units, like if you go to like mm-hmm. a storage, you know, like a storage unit off base. And um yeah. so there was no way somebody could have like jumped on the humvee jumped back over you know onto the roof and like took off or like jumped off and then ran one way or the other and we're like what the fuck you know so we drove away and we drove over to like the opposite side of the the storage area and uh um there's like this really really old tower in in the storage area and um no one uses it anymore it hasn't been used since like the cold war era And then Mm -hmm. uh, the lights on the inside of it started like going off and then we drove over there and it looked like somebody was walking around the base of it with a flashlight too, which made no sense. And that's why we drove over there and we went over there and the old, like, um, uh, what's it called? Like the power board, you know what I mean? For like, like the um, out, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about. Um, The fuse box was underneath it and uh, dude, it was just wide open, (laughs) wide open. And it, like I said, this thing was like 30 years old. Like, why wouldn't we be messing around with it? You had nothing to do with, you know, could like, I don't know, could somebody have been like under there, like flicking it on and off. Like, I don't even know if like that would work, but it was just wide open. So we always just thought, it was connected. Yeah, I just thought it was really, really weird, but that's, you know, I've had it's a couple a, of really strange experiences like that. it's just
1: an old cold war ghost doing oh, yeah. his
0: job. Yeah, He's the electrician. He's trying to fix the tower. Looking out for the Ruskies.
1: He's stuck in his loop.
0: Yeah, man. I believe it, dude, especially in a place place like that where, you know what what your uh, garden has a lot of energy coming off of it. You know what I mean? So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I didn't know much about gins or that they were genies and stuff, but I also more yeah, they're into not, it. They're not
0: I, genies the way that like like yeah, I said, yeah. it's not like oh yeah, they're these benevolent sort of spirits that just give you three wishes. It's not what they are. <laughs> yeah, like they're you not know, I guess. Like I think it's kind of like akin to. To go back to like your Skinwalker reference to where you're like technically mm. not supposed to say the word as well.
1: Uh, not supposed to like, like you're not supposed to whistle at night or something. Whistle into yeah. the darkness. Whistle into the darkness, yep. Yeah. I think it's your turn. Interesting. I'll have to look up, uh, look up gins and stuff. You ready for your uh, next question there, Mr. Gresham? Is the Pope Catholic? Yes. No, that's not the. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> he's actually Mormon. But he just doesn't want to come out and say it. Right. Um, <laughs> let's see here. All right. So, do you believe? all right, So we're going to go back in time. It's uh, it's the morning of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Okay. Oh. Uh, you uh are from this time. You're an expert uh, F-15 pilot currently like on a training mission or whatever right and for some reason you get like sucked up through a wormhole and you end up the morning of pearl harbor and you're flying like right over the japanese fleet as like they're about to take off and go attack pearl harbor i'm in an f-15 yeah, yeah you're an f-15 I'm pilot yeah, yeah, yeah and you just went back in time you're okay. now like several thousand feet above like the the yeah. The Japanese Navy, right? Yeah, who's about yeah. to launch this attack? For this scenario, you have unlimited ammo and unlimited fuel. Okay. Do you think you, as a single F-15, could stop the attack? Yes. How so? What do you think? You don't think that one of these zeros are just gonna ram into you? You don't think a random shell's gonna hit you? You know I mean those those that
0: probability exists, right? You know, yeah. it's totally totally within the realm of, of possibility. But mm-hmm. do I think, like, all right, let's just say this, like, off the bat. I don't know how many um, Japanese, like, aircraft carriers or, like, escort
1: ships there were. Um, I, I also think don't, know there was,
0: many, don't know how many I think there of, was
1: four carriers. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say there was, like, six or seven destroyers. Right.
0: I feel like with the munitions that an F-15 can carry... And then, considering, I put it this way: you could be in and out, and blow up those um, aircraft carriers, or do enough damage to the deck decks to where they couldn't get the aircraft off of them. You know what oh. I mean? And and they couldn't even catch you because you could go out, right? Go in, do what you need to do, and leave the area and come back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're not going to get hit. You're with, moving at the like speed sound. Right. <laughs> you're not going to get hit more than likely with some sort of like anti-aircraft shell. You're not going to get hit by – definitely yeah. not going to get – I mean, I feel like, right, should obviously everything's possible, possible. You're not going to get shot down by some zero. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As mentioned, if you have unlimited – like this is a fun scenario. Like if you have unlimited ammo, yeah. like you're just fucking like yeah. just firing off fucking sinewider yeah. missiles. You know what I mean? Just like off taking one, out – one Fox 2. Exactly. Like <laughs> Fox Infinity. And it uh, was <laughs> gone. I honestly, yeah, I feel like you could. I feel like you could. Like I said, you yeah. could either sink sink those ships, um, or like obviously if they're under attack. They're gonna start launching aircraft to protect you know the carrier sure. group. You know, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like they them, can't even land again. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And um, I feel like to so them, yeah, I feel though, like, like with their with their technology, like an F-15 to them at that time would be like a like a UFO to them. They have no mm-hmm. idea what the heck you were right you you like a
0: what would be uh, so loud too man like so much louder than yeah, anything yeah. that they
1: yeah the uh uh was like i think like world the fastest World war 2 like prop plane like maxed out like what like 300 miles an hour Probably. like yeah like Not like 300, 350 yeah and this f15 is going to come screeching by screaming at like right. thirteen hundred fourteen hundred. 1400 exactly, exactly
0: dude <laughs> Strike it's gonna, gonna cause a
1: sonic boom and just all their Dude, that. Top.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I just like I just feel like you really you really could you could do that.
2: Yeah. Like, you would, wouldn't even have to sink the
0: fleet. Like theory. you could take out. Oh yeah, with unlimited ammo, obviously. Yeah. Like you know, you like I said, you could either sink those those ships or you could damage them to the point where they can't carry out their mission. Yeah. And whatever aircraft ended up you know launching could not land again. You know what I mean?
1: So Yeah. See, because I was thinking about it, and I kind of agree with you there. Is like, you and the F-15, like, the Zeros aren't the threat, like, at all. Like, you no. can theoretically completely ignore them. Right. Um. Or, right. They're not going to intercept you. They don't even – they can't lock on – they don't have missiles. Nothing's locking on to you. Yeah, exactly. So unless they magically get behind you and you don't just freaking cobra them or something, like, there's no way –
0: yeah, or you yeah, had like an air to air collision or something like that. You know, like you'd have, it would, would have you? to be like pilot error. I almost feel like that would be yeah. the biggest, yeah. like point
1: of failure. Yeah, yeah. this is, is going to be my ignorance, or right? I guess maybe I don't understand. I guess like physics, or whatever. If it's so, like obviously bullets when they leave an object, they're traveling the speed of the object plus the propellant of the like projectile, so they yeah. go like faster, right? It's right. so like. If you're going 100 miles an hour and you shoot something that goes 100 miles an hour, it's now going 200 because it it was already moving, right? I'm
0: pretty sure that's sound physics. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. If could, if a Zero somehow got behind an F-15 and went to go shoot his gun, does the F-15 have, like, the force to just outrun the bullet? I think so.
0: Dude, I almost wonder if, like, the jet, <laughs>
1: like jet wash. Can it just leave? Or, yeah, the jet wash is like, I feel like <laughs> the jet wash,
0: too, would just, just fuck the bullet all up, man. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. Because you got to admit, like, the cannons that those, like, these fighter jets today have, like, those rounds, oh, yeah. aside from the fact, I'm pretty sure the rounds are bigger, right? But mm-hmm. they're moving way faster, too. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, you, dude, like, you're just, like, god mode out there, F-15, you know? <laughs> just, like, literally, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that, that would, would destroy. And
0: it that, like this also. Like,
1: even if, even this if it also, also sounds like one of
0: those like B movies that like you know somebody did and just like winds up on the shelf at Blockbuster, it's just like you know <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it like Ronin F fifteen or something, you know, like and you're just. That's what the whole impetus of the movie is—is just (laughs) fucking up Japanese ships, you know. And like, I would watch it just to see, yeah, past eagle,
1: (laughs) yeah, past eagle, yeah, no, for sure. I'd be so terrified, though. if, like even if not even just as like a Japanese pilot, or whatever. Just take any World War II pilot, like take the best World War II pilot, and he's just cruising, and an F fifteen shows up. Like, one, do you even see it? It? It's just gonna be a blur. And that's even if it even showed you, you would just blow up, you just yeah, explode. I, mean,
0: I feel like if you were sky. that, if you were that person, you were that pilot. First off, like once you were done, just unleashing hell, right? What do you do? Like, what's the rest of the question? Like, do you magically find your wormhole and go back and see what? Because you've just changed the course of history. In imagine a lot of imagine ways. you go
1: back and the F-15 doesn't exist, right? <laughs> Dude, like, no, for like you know you know or the jet Jap- engines didn't even happen i bet you <laughs> mo- bro
0: i bet money okay that that if that happened that whole incident would somehow by the end of the war right be classified okay as like oh, yeah. some like eventually like wind up in the archives of project blue book and mm-hmm. you know it would be a classified incident and it would you would never know about, no one would ever know about Pearl Harbor. There'd be no stupid movie with Ben Affleck, right? There would like be no, no, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. They made, they took Pearl Harbor and they turned it into a love triangle. It's stupid. But anyway, I still enjoy it. It's no <laughs> Trash. It's ass. I wouldn't know. I would rather, I'm not going to say that. But anyway, That's fine. yeah, it, it's terrible. But like you would, I guarantee you would be classified as some sort of, like you said, like unidentified flying object. 100%. Thing you know what I mean. That, like, eventually, when the Japanese military leadership ended up talking to the American military leadership, like, at the end of the war, you know, like they're mm-hmm. gonna do, you know what I mean. Like,
1: yeah, the Japanese you would know, be
0: like, What yeah, did you em, hit us with? Like, how did dude, you know in the exactly? Like, em, em, I don't know if Yamamoto about. is like talking to you know Douglas MacArthur being like, Oh, you know, like just time to like tell him, explain, they're like, What the? F- what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, it's like yeah, they're like, bro, problem? we were we were literally going to fuck your navy up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and right, and um, and just be like, but something this, this triangle is thing, exactly. It sounded
1: like, like a very loud eagle just right. came out of nowhere.
0: Right. You know, and like, what what would he say? Be like, like launching. Oh, oh like, yeah, that's our uh, that's our uh, secret. Uh, yeah, we know, we know. You know, or you'd be like, "What?" You have hundreds of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't don't do it again. We'll we'll bring it back. You saw what we did twice, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, like that, I think I think a hundred percent an F-15 could just
1: could save the day. What if what if uh, it's just a little quick fall? Like, what if UFOs today are just future pilots getting stuck in wormholes, coming back and freaking out?
0: It's a thought I've had before, man. Um, yeah they so just from right, the, us
1: from the future coming
0: back well, and visiting. so the whole like us from the future thing i don't really like that idea because mm-hmm. i don't know it's just like why you know what i mean and if yeah. you figured out how to travel back in time like what's the point you know what i mean we um, we've had this discussion
1: before i think yeah, on the previous ones like if you did. could control time that means you have to control all matter if right. you control all matter why would you go back in time right and, and the whole no idea point. that like all
0: of time and space exists all at once. So like, yeah. you know, but anyway, um, I have considered though, right, that all of the, like the, the Tic-Tac UFO, the um, Commander Fravor incident that's been yeah. popularized. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think we said this on another episode, but I think that there's a high likelihood that that is actually like technology that our government owns and mm-hmm. what better what better way to test out its effectiveness
1: against, than against our best the
0: most aviation. advanced yeah conventional right um mm-hmm. military assets that known. we have, right? the, the known best military known military. asset yeah. exactly man it's not. it wouldn't even be the first time we've done shit like that you know mm-hmm. so it just to me is like that it could very well be that and then but um there's an incident, I wish I could remember the name of the submarine, but it was a French submarine that took photos of an underwater, unidentified, um, well, so I'll say this too.
1: Submersible? Well, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, Ocean Gate. But um, the the U.S. government has, you know, that, the moniker, the UAP, right, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, everybody, you know, is pretty well known like what a ufo is right but yeah they've changed the the um acronym uap mm-hmm. from unidentified aerial phenomenon to unidentified anomalous phenomenon right because so it can fit all it can fit all it's like a catch-all right so yes yeah. when i say uap i mean it in the unidentified anomalous phenomenon way mm-hmm. right so this French submarine took photos of a UAP coming out of the ocean, and um, mm. so this is like that whole theory too of like, well, maybe they they're under the water also, and then now we're like getting getting down that rabbit hole that we want to go down of like Admiral <laughs> Bird and Operation High Jump and Antarctica and yeah. that stuff like how the whole Hollow Earth theory and um, yeah, I was is, just about to it's say super interesting, whole interesting like the to me, whole thing inside yeah, yeah, so but I, I those are the things that i think about when i think about that that like the um these tic-tac ufos some of this other shit that these navy pilots and air force pilots are seeing that they you know there's the likelihood of it being uh technology that we have that's just like black you know like black ops totally like you mm-hmm. can't no one knows no one knows yeah like six people know and the pilot they shoot in the head when they're is done flying it or whatever you know <laughs> if it's even manned you know
1: what i'm Thinking saying for service yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, and um, but I think that that's that's a pretty plausible answer. That that that's yeah. what that is it's it's government tech that nobody knows about.
1: Yeah, no, it, it is. You There's
0: think in F- it, You think an F-15 could save the day, though?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. You put you could have had three F-15s and won the whole war. One yeah. in the Pacific, oh, just man. one. One yeah. in the Pacific. One one in uh, uh, over Europe. And just another one, just defending America in a constant right. like holding pattern. Yeah,
0: you, no, for a man like you, you—if you just like—you sent an F-15 on a bombing run through Berlin, game over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just so, so wild, man. I've also had this like, in the past. I've had this thought. That's the insane jump of like, technology,
1: though. No, like, it
0: is. It is. Like, like, um,
1: it's wild.
0: It is wild to think about. i because I've had that thought before. Is like. You ever seen that? You ever seen that fucking meme where it's Merry and Pippin from Lord of the Rings, and it said, "What if?" So like, what if there was a Lord of the Rings where everything is the same except Merry and Pippin have a sniper rifle, and it was like, dude, and it's like one of them is—I don't remember which one of them is on the gun, but the other one is—is got this like the rangefinders, and it's like they're in the
1: bushes. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, I just what if? I just like imagine like, like, oh, headshots. What about second headshots? What about second headshots? <laughs> right, dude. He, he mentioned like, being the. Oh, what's the? I just forgot his name. It's not Gandalf. The the evil evil wizard. What's the oh, Sar- name? Saruman. Yeah, he's like Sour up Sour on his tower, like, <laughs> and then just fifty cal.
0: Exactly, dude. Just pink mist. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, dude, it is perfect too, because like they they're just sitting there riding Treebeard. And he's got a, a sniper rifle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the perfect cover and concealment, dude. My cover oh, and concealment geez. moves with me. It is my It ride. is a tree. You know, a tree. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's an int. <laughs> you know what I mean? My cover and concealment don't like, even just know blend in.
1: <laughs> with with the rest of the background. They need to make a... They need to make Orcs a... Gone. A... <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like in numbers, they could eventually get overran. But, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to know where they are and eventually get there. But well, it's yeah. like you
0: use the sniper rifle, like, strategically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, you get you close to Isengard. Exactly. Yeah. You get you get on the outskirts of Isengard,
1: and then, boom, you take out take yeah. out Saruman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, you know. It's like when but, when when Sauron, I think, he was, like, about to kill, and then it's like, no man can defeat me, and then it's like a little hmm. bit. Well, so stabs the him. the right. Witch King? Yeah, yeah. And he just mm-hmm. stabs him or whatever uh imagine he's like no man could defeat me The pippin's like it's like a mile out and just <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> i'm no man i'm a hobbit <laughs> dude uh, that's They're awesome. like uh, they Did got you like you uh, like,
0: like you've got you've got mary and pippin on one of the like turrets at minas or not uh minas Tirith, what's it helms deep just like taking out orcs as they're approaching, dude. Yeah, even the
1: just two, just like you know, just one osprey just comes right. in. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. How, how amazing would that be, though? They I need to have...
1: make. They need to make. They have to do it now. Someone needs mm-hmm. to make, uh, some really bad, poorly edited, like Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit movies, and like just input like a bunch of Vietnam era like weapons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs>
0: Just Legolas instead of a bow and arrow, he's got a 60, you know?
1: Yeah. Just on his hip, yeah. just
0: like Rambo. Yeah, that'd be epic. Instead of, Gandalf,
1: like, instead of Gandalf flying in on the Eagles, he comes in on Huey's. Or right. <laughs> just
0: Fortunate Son starts playing. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah.
1: The Isle of Sauron's like, like freaking out. Right. Because he's about to be napalmed. On the morning
0: of the fifth day, look to the east. And then it's like you just hear. Everyone just sees what they're room. doing, yeah. Like air this air is and then here comes all these Hueys up over the the side of the mountain, and they just got they just got riders <laughs> of Rohan painted on the side of the Huey. You know what <laughs> I mean, dude? That's pretty sick. I like that. Ugh. But we gotta uh, get it done. We, we do. We need to make a lot of money and make that into a movie. Um, yeah. So but, uh, people need I'm to use wondered, our like, codes.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Use
0: our sponsors and to um, see <laughs> this but, great movie. Exactly. Uh we'll dude, yeah, we'll have a crowdfunded movie. Um but uh I was wondering like you know, the Spartans at Thermopylae if they just had like one two forty. You know what I mean? Oh, They're at the hot gates. Oh, yeah. Like if they had I like a Lenin ammo a, a one two ammo, forty one game. You know what I mean? It could be, yeah. That's gonna <laughs> be the title of the the movie. Leonidas King Leonidas and the two forty. You don't even need 300. You just need 240. There it is. There's it's there's disgusting. the movie line. Yeah, you don't need, you don't need 300. That's what, they, that's what they'd call it. Instead of 300, it'd be 240. That's it. 240. 240. 240. Or 241, because you've you got you to have, you know what I mean? Let's do 242. Yeah. We'll have Leonidas and then somebody else to do the barrel changes.
1: Yeah, yeah, 242.
0: Yes, yeah
1: Sparta. <laughs> 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 oh, man wouldn't even know what happened to him that's exact but, no. it, but for real though dude he comes like, walking down he's like i am a gracious god and then just gets annihilated. right swiss cheese Ugh. Yep. we're getting way off track Russia. what's
0: what's your no, question just, this is yeah, that's that's the whole point man all right uh, no i next get one. it, but it so, of, F- geez, so this is like totally talking, like is. continuing in the same vein right um okay I know that I feel like we've talked about this before, or I know I have. But the whole um, Maelstrom UFO incident from uh, the '60s, where and then the um, Bentwaters Royal Air Force incident; those are pretty popular UFO. I don't incidents, know the
1: Bentwaters one.
0: So I bring them up because both of these involve security forces members, mm-hmm. and um defenders. So you. Defenders, yeah. So you've you've heard of the the Malmstrom incident where they had all those sites like they went offline and they were all reporting mm-hmm. these, um, you know, UAP above these sites and they, they lost communications with the ICBMs in the ground. And um, mm-hmm. but anyway, the Bentwaters one, like I said, is um, RAF Bentwaters, so Royal Air Force, so in the UK. Um, and this one was in the 80s, but essentially. Um, one of the sentries at one of these gates started reporting lights in the trees and they got permission to drive off off the installation um, and go check out what was in the trees and um the guy he's he's really old I would, honestly would love to have an interview with him um his name is the the what's he was a lieutenant colonel at the time but robert Robert Salis is his name. Um, he went out there um, – he was like the vice vice base, vice base wing commander, but he went out with all these security forces members out into the trees mm-hmm. and recorded like audio of them looking and following these UFOs. And this happened uh, like Christmas time and it happened over a couple days. But like this um, – the main like thing that happened to them, like they had this UFO they followed through the trees. It actually went into a house and lit the house up and then came out – um and took off when you say the it lit sky. the house up like
1: mm-hmm. from the lights, inside. not didn't like mm-hmm. blow it up
0: no, no 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 not not like leonidas with the 240 <laughs> yeah and, that's and, what Zer- I think. and xerxes no 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 like it went like this this red glowing orb is what they were following and he's like talking about it on this audio recorder he has the whole time and he's talking to all these cops you know what i mean and um but it goes inside the house and like you could see like he said you could see it lighting up the inside of the house and um but it like it would take off into the air, and they also reported seeing other ones um, in like a search pattern. You know what I mean? And it looked like they were mm-hmm. looking for something on the ground. But um, I was just wondering if you'd ever heard of those because they have they both involve security forces members, and um I think that's really interesting because there are a ton of cops, like Air Force cops, that have incidents like that. And I feel like mm-hmm. Air Force cops specifically have more incidents involving like uap just because of like the nature of the air force you know what i mean with yeah. all the aircraft we have and the other like you know we're also um, the only ones
1: standing guard against nukes minus the navy right so. exactly well yeah, the Navy's the only one submarine.
0: exactly it's yeah. different you know what i mean and so and that's kind of the point i'm making but like it, it's kind of wild when you when you break it down like those are some of the most um well-documented incidents involving UAPs in the military, and they involve security forces members. So I was wondering if you'd, if you'd heard of
1: them. I've heard of the Maelstrom one. I've not heard of the one in, one in the UK. But yeah, no, the, the Maelstrom one. Um, when was when did it happen again? Was that recent? Was that was
0: recent. No, I want to say oh, the sixty-seven. Yeah. The one I'm talking okay. about was from sixty-seven. I will get you an exact answer right now. Stand by,
1: sir. Because I was trying to remember when I heard about it, and I think I heard about it when I was uh, at Fairchild.
0: It was, I was because, right, 1967.
1: Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, there was a, there's a, uh, a, a DAF department of the air force, like police officer named Mr. Eastman who worked at Fairchild. And, uh, he said that he was at the Malstrom when that happened. Um, he didn't really go into oh. much detail about it, but I could probably reach back out. So I'm pretty sure he still works as a DAF guy. Uh, yeah, so was he, was um, he, he was one of
0: the cops that was at the sites when that was happening
1: yeah he he wasn't i don't think he was on shift that day but i think he was mm. at like he's a part of the unit at that time he was at the base like all type of stuff so he could probably more inside of like what yeah. happened before or after so, he's so. Got, like second hand accounts basically yeah yeah like first hand second hand accounts i guess because <laughs> we're getting to, like third fourth hand now um yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, that that'd be interesting to speak to, but it would it would make sense. I mean, like we just said, obviously security forces are probably gonna be more prominent when it comes to these things because 'cause we're around the nukes. If I was naming species, I'd I'd want to know what the heck the nukes are, where they are, what's going on, especially because they're so destructive. Um But no, that 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 makes sense. Um it's, it's strange that they just lose connection with like your nukes. Like I feel like that should be like, if I was NORAD and I just realized all my nukes at Maelstrom just disconnected, I'd be like, what the? Yeah, you know? You're, you're <laughs> getting, given,
0: given the time period, 1967, and this is what yeah. happened, right? Like, the first thought, obviously, was that this is some Russian technology. Doing yeah. It. And it kind of goes back like, to what we were saying before about, like, the whole F-15 thing. Like, your first assumption is that it's an enemy. would be that it's an enemy. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because I'd be willing to bet, like, going back to the F-15 thing. Even if the F-15 was like murking the Japanese like Navy, if the yeah. U.S. noticed it, they'd be like, uh "It's got a yeah. flag on its on its on its tail, mm-hmm. but right. uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it's ours." Yeah, yeah.
0: No, dude, like hey, it's 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 fucking up those Japanese. Sh-. Let it, let <laughs> yeah, it. I, yeah, I don't <laughs>
1: see it exactly. Look the other one.
0: yeah, right. Hopefully, it doesn't come over here. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if you tried to like land on like the airfield there at Pearl Harbor in an F-15? Would you 100% do it? But well, I know you could, but I'm saying you, like what you'd would probably happen get annihilated like? as you were landing. I feel I was like I'm saying like I feel like you get shot as you're landing. Yeah, do they just like start opening fire
1: on you? You know, what I mean? 100%. Yeah, probably 100%. If think of it this way, we're both we're both security forces member. If you were sitting on the airfield and a really weird unidentified thing just started landing mm-hmm. like on your airfield you would have the tower freaking out mock would be freaking out you probably be hearing on the radio like is this friend or foe blah, blah 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 at some point either you or your flight chief or someone's gonna make the decision to light that fucker up and it's yeah, gonna feel like the first. Up.
0: yeah i feel like the f- <laughs> i could see that depending on who's in charge that day like, either, like, you're going to sit yeah. there and watch it do something and then, like, not fire until you're fired upon, or you're going to get somebody that's just, like, full send, you know? And but
1: it's not fired until so fired upon. It's so the same F-15 you just saw annihilate an entire empire. So, like, <laughs> I think you I mean, fire yeah. before yeah. You <laughs>
0: if it's If If it's the F-15 and you saw that happen, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, you yeah. have knowledge of that. But, yeah, no, right. I, I get what you're yeah. saying. Because, yeah. like, if, I don't know, if I was a security forces member... Well, I am, but like let's say I'm at I'm on an airbase and a random MiG is just trying to land. That's hey, yeah. weird. Now, if it's like just in a random emergency, like pilot's gonna die unless he like lands here, then I would assume the US well, that, would probably be like okay, you can dude, land.
0: Let's just say like if but, a, if a MIG if a MiG was gonna land right at an air mm-hmm. force base, aside from the fact that like that clearance would go like the, the base commander would be oh, yeah. their boss. Yeah, ac- absolutely. Yeah. They would
1: the make su- <laughs>
0: they would make sure everybody knew, you know yeah. what I mean, what was going yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they probably just for good measure, would probably have <laughs> the gate guards take the official photos off the wall. Like if like it matters. You know what I mean? Like you just see that sort of like Crazy ridiculous,
1: hide your SSIs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, clip crazy ridiculous reaction because the you know random know I mean? MiG pilot who's having a heart attack is gonna look at it, sure, yeah,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, but anyway, but no, the, the Bentwaters one I've always been really interested in because those guys are still alive. Um, yeah, a large portion of the ones that were out there that day, um, the, the, that on shift that evening. And um, you know, it, it, made, a it light made
1: or something lights they...
0: and actual craft, and you know, it made it made the blotter, um, and uh, it actually, you know, that um, Colonel Salas ended up doing a, like an official report that got picked up by Project Blue Book, and um, like Project Blue Book, everyone knows now, you know, it was was kind of just like the Air Force's like way of being official about investigating, but also using it as an impetus to attribute those incidents to things other than
1: mm-hmm. ufos for yeah but yeah but like we'd be kind of a talk about a little bit earlier like with the tic tac like what if that is just a u.s asset yeah that no one knows about except six people in a room and the best way to test it is to see how we respond to it with our best aviators well like it or not and if you didn't know security forces we're the only ones who protect missile silos and nukes. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to test like a way, like some type of device to deactivate nukes, you would test it against your best defenders, yeah. which would be at that base, or the other one. And you would see how they would respond and you would Maybe. get all the information and Intel. and Then you'd be like, all right, we can use it against the Russians or we could use no, it against I mean, this or man, whatever.
0: To, honestly, man, like going back and <laughs> like, thinking about this, like, both uh, both explanations make sense to me. Like mm-hmm. I think we said before, that, that whole um, comment, I don't remember who made it now, but about um, nukes and humanity is like needing to take matches away from a baby, right? So if you're this like yeah. um, omniscient you know, universal species where you're intergalactic and interstellar, interstellar right, completely, mm-hmm. you know, and you see us, right? We're a couple hundred years removed from using, you know, spears and swords. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now now these thermonuclear weapons, right? Um, you're going to be a little concerned, and rightly so. You know what I mean? We don't know all the tertiary effects of this, this stuff. Yeah. But the other part makes sense too. The other thing makes sense too, like you said, like – if if let's put it this way, if we do have all this recovered uFO craft and technology, which supposedly we do right mm-hmm. that whistleblower David Grosha just came out recently and said that we've had these these down uFO retrieval programs and we have all this reverse engineer technology and I know that guy Bob Lazar his super controversial and a lot of oh, people you know they they it. Congressman hold just said something of, yeah I think what I know was what the
1: con- keep keep it was a gee keep going I'll find yeah. it
0: um. You know, uh there you can a lot of people take issue with Bob Lazar and when you really look at like a lot of what he says about himself, it's very questionable. But like there's a lot of people that have come out and said that there's these retrieval programs. David Grush, um hope I'm saying his name right, he's the one that's the most recent and the most credible for yeah. sure. Um he's a senator. But if they have Okay, if they have all this technology, like you said, like we've been saying, like why not go test it out? Like who knows what that stuff was up in the UK? Because it's it's it took place in the Rendlesham Forest, uh, where RAF Bentwaters is, and I mean mm. you have you know the the missile sites are pretty pretty um, secluded and away from everything. Most of them are anyway. Some you can see from the highway, yeah. um, and then but you know you get this really really heavy pine forest. You know, to go, like, run something around. And, or, you know, mm-hmm. ain't, shit out, ain't shit out there. You know what I mean? Except a couple of cops and, you know, some other people. So, just, like, mm-hmm. you know, at, out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and the Atlantic Ocean, with some of these Navy pilots. You know what I mean? No mm-hmm. one's around except the military guys. So, well,
1: who was it? Who's the senator? It was uh, Senator Marco Rubio. And he is oh, yeah, the, the vice chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. And... Apparently, he confirmed that the whistleblowers with firsthand knowledge who hold high security clearances have informed the Senate Intelligence Committee about the existence of covert UFO crash retrieval programs and UFO parts or pieces within the United States held by the Pentagon and the DoD. Hmm. So that's, that's a US senator pretty much just saying, yeah, UFOs exist. We have parts. Uh, have a good night. Like. Yeah. Which yeah, honestly, man, say it so outlandishly, yeah. and like it doesn't even bat an eye anymore. People are just like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna go get my Starbucks." Like growing, <laughs>
0: growing up, growing up, I used to think about this when, like, the you know when UFO and aliens would be on the news, and like people would say this shit's real. Like, I used to think about that as a kid. Like, what? Like you you feel like it's just like this it's this grand thing you know that like, yeah. like changed the way we all live like and I you know you get on like TikTok and, and Instagram and you like look at like the comments about that people make about these things are like so do I still gotta go to work in the morning or what you know and it, but it's true though you would expect like like when yeah. when uh when you know whoever whatever pick a team wins you know whatever championship like people burn down cities. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and it's just like there's zero reaction. You know what it feels yeah. like, except from like a very you know niche group of people who aren't yeah. out rioting and looting and and lighting cars yeah. on fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like kind of nuts. That it does. It almost just feels like it, it's not even making a ripple in in anything. And it, and I don't know if it's well, there's just the, like, is it the U.S. government there's... has lost so much, um, you know it's lost so much respect with the American people that no
1: one cares. Credibility? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Maybe. I don't know. There's the, uh, I heard the idea, um, a while ago where it's like a lot more UFO stuff is coming out because the U S or most world governments know that yes, aliens exist. And there's potentially like a species coming to like wipe us out, but they can't just right say that. Cause then we would destroy ourselves. Right before that ever happened so they have to like very slowly and very meticulously like give us snippets until we can finally be like hey so yeah okay there's life on other planets got it all right uh there's ufos they've crashed before you use their tech okay cool uh they looked at our stuff like our nukes or whatever all right um they've kidnapped us they've been on this planet oh and by the way they just passed jupiter and they're coming to fuck us up. got gonna be ready
2: like <laughs> still- yeah
1: it's like, a, it's like a building thing. You can't just like tell everyone, hey, aliens exist and we're about to be annihilated. You have to right. like yeah, build yeah, yeah. Rip, up to the. You
0: can't just rip, be rip the Band-Aid off something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've, I've, I've heard that. I've also – so I don't remember his name now. I wish I could, but he's pretty prominent um, in the UFO community, and he actually has a documentary. I'd have to look him up uh, to get his name. But he's saying – Essentially, that the government is trying to make us believe UFOs are a threat to basically you know, get those final pieces on total control over
1: um, yeah global, global populations. That's, that's the then, uh, is it like Blue Beam or something? Pro- project Blue, Blue, but they're going
0: to yeah Project Blue Beam like where they're going to like gonna, like, like fake, an invasion, mm-hmm. fake an alien invasion use that yeah. 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 yeah and then but the other thing too I've also seen where that. Um, Essentially, there's an alien species or alien species, like multiple, like plural, Mm -hmm. have told uh, government officials that, hey, you guys need to like knock off
1: some of the bullshit you guys are doing. And that if you like, there's like a like, there's a galactic world court and we're like North Korea to them. Kind (laughs) of. But like,
0: but then (laughs) essentially that they are telling us that we've got like a countdown to knock off the bullshit, essentially. Um, or, Mm. or there's going to be consequences essentially. And that this, this whole disclosure thing is their way, kind of like what you said, like giving it to people in drops to understand Mm. what's going on. Um, but that essentially we've been given like a warning that, and and then if you want to have this like symbiotic relationship with us where, you know, we help you solve all these problems, you need to get to a certain point to where you're, you know, we feel like we can have a conversation, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, um, you know, there's there's a time limit on this. And if you don't by, I don't know, you know, 2035, if you guys aren't at <laughs> peace globally or whatever, then you're, you know, we're cutting the cord, essentially, and you're on your own. You know what I yeah. mean?
1: This, this kind of makes me think of, like, uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where, like, they're building like a like a superhighway through like the universe yeah. and the earth is in the way or something yeah and they've been like trying to tell earthlings for like ever that you need to like petition to like not be destroyed for this highway and we just mm-hmm. never responded because we had no idea they're talking to us or something yeah and so earth gets destroyed for a superhighway <laughs>
0: <laughs> that make there's some other scene in that movie where uh what is it that like you get trapped under a rock or some shit like that in a cave and it's like we'll pull out the guide to see what it says to do because like every every scenario that could ever exist is in there yeah and uh, yeah. it's like okay well what to do if you're trapped under a rock in a cave or whatever it's like <laughs> um if you've had an enjoyable life up to this point take joy in the memories that you've had and if it hasn't been a very good life for you take solace in the fact that it'll be over soon you know what I mean this is that the movie is so dumb but funny but yeah you know the uh like, the, the yeah. like
1: leaves like so long thanks for all finish. the fish yeah
0: <laughs>
1: but um but anyway, I, I, I think, I that think the, stuff, though, with yeah. uh i think it's interesting every time we think of like aliens or ufos or whatever we inadvertently just assume they're super smart or like they're very advanced or that Like they have all these like crazy like they'll solve our problems. Like it's like what you said, like, oh we'll solve your problems, but you gotta be like cool, right? Um, or you gotta meet Mm -hmm. our type. Okay. A bee can fly. Okay. Can you fly, Gresham? No. No, you can't fly. I can't fly, but a bee can fly. A bee also communicates with its like people. They have a whole like almost like a tribal system they like have all this type of stuff a bee i feel like or bees are pretty intelligent and they do some cool shit that we can't do right obviously not as intelligent as us but like what if aliens just figured some like 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 the whole nuke thing what if they can travel through the stars but they've never seen a nuke before what if they like you know like and that's what I don't know. It's I'm, I'm probably. Yeah, we've we've kind of
0: had butchering. a no, no, no. We've kind of yeah. had a similar conversation like this before, where everything that we've done on this planet, we've done because we're using the resources available to to us to this planet. Yeah. So maybe this concept of interstellar and intergalactic travel to us with the resources we have seems like a very unattainable or, or nearly unattainable thing. Yeah, like, but like, like another resources species somebody has on really, their planet, it seems like yeah, it's they just nothing. know that yeah, maybe like they breeding. have. Right. Maybe they have like a rock or a mineral or some sort of whatever that has anti-gravitational properties. And mm-hmm. somebody came along one day and realized that you could use it to travel or move shit or whatever. And that just exists yeah. on their planet. So this concept, like you said, of what's a nuclear weapon? Well, maybe, you know, they don't need to understand, uh, you know, things at an atomic level, you know, dividing atoms, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and and eventually came up with the atomic bomb. You know, maybe they don't need to understand nuclear fusion or nuclear fission to exist. You know what I mean? So it yeah. just, like, kind of depends on what's available to your planet, you know? Like, maybe like a, planets that don't have coal. You know, like, oh, well, they're burning something for energy, just p- making all this black smoke. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. We don't have like the coal. Whole, like, on... like the Roswell crash, right? Um, that's, like, the big one. Like, oh, that's the, like, big first UFO crash and like, the government got it or whatever. But like and when I think that you know, some people are like, well, they're an alien species, would so they crash. Well it's like, okay, if they're an alien species that's traveling the stars, if they've never been to Earth before ever, how would they know what to expect? It's like if if we when we go to like Mars, you we're gonna plan for all of these crazy things, right? But yeah. you could get there and something way off could happen and then the whole plan just fails. So yeah, they could be traveling the stars, but maybe they just, maybe their planet doesn't have wind. And when they came into the atmosphere, a gust of Who wind knows? hit their ship and it crashed. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or lightning, you know?
0: Yeah. Who knows, man? Or
1: like or like the movie Signs, how all the uh, all the uh, aliens are like, they die with water. Water. And they came right. to like a 80% water planet. Like, right. Right. <laughs> it just,
0: yeah, just I mean, blows my mind. It is. I mean, that's. I know those. Those are science fiction. It's a science fiction movie, you know. But like mm-hmm. that, those kinds of things. Like, how many times like, Exists. Well let's, well, let's put it this way too, right? Um, you go and you make contact with another civilization on Earth, on the other side of the Earth, and you give them your communicable diseases. You know what I mean? That's an unforeseen uh, unforeseen consequence of you yeah. making contact with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, you got learned how to weaponize and you know, there's you that know, all little, that stuff, but... there's that,
1: there's that Island off the coast of like India or something Sentinel, that's still Sentinel Island. Yes. And they're like, like, yeah, still spears running around naked, yeah. like tribal, like doing crazy stuff. And, you know, I, I bet to them, we are really weird aliens with well, like they're... crazy tech and a whole bunch of stuff.
0: I want to say it was the, um, in Papua New Guinea, there is a native tribe that essentially thought that airplanes were gods and they built like replica forty
1: seven.
0: No no no. These were the these were airplanes that were dropping supplies. Um and oh, they, they built um, that makes replicas sense. of these airplanes and were like worshipping them and they were putting these replicas of these airplanes on like plateaus and stuff like that you know what I mean, where these, like, up high and wide open, and, um...
1: So the airplane god could see it and they give exactly, them more... Exactly.
0: More, that's, more aid. Right, and, like, you, there's photos of these, these, like, air, aircraft replicas, you know, and, um... But it's it's just wild. I want to say it was in Papua New Guinea. I'd have to look that up. But yeah. it's just wild to think about because when you look at like what ancient man had did, right? We do mm-hmm. shit like that all the time, you know. And you look at like you're familiar with the Nazca lines. Mm-hmm. So the Nazca lines are these um, pictographs on the ground. They're enormous. I want to say that they're in. Um, What's it? Are these uh, like the like the animal
1: ones, where like it's a huge ass bird type thing?
0: They are. There's there's ones that's a bird. There's like one that like is um, I want to say it looks like a person. There's like a monkey, and Mm -hmm. a snake. Um, Mm -hmm. But I remember it's in South America. I'm struggling to remember the name of the country. I want to say it's like maybe it's like Chile or Peru. Um, But anyway, when you look at that, like they're definitely meant to be looked at from the sky. That's how you're going to see them, you know, and that's just kind of wild because that those what
1: well, you know, in the sky,
2: right. Were they showing that's, that to? Were they showing yeah.
0: that to? Exactly. You know, so it's just kind of ancient man has, man has done that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, build, building, building, uh replicas of airplanes for the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I don't know.
1: 747. No, they weren't. No,
0: they were, they were <laughs> well, smaller, I don't, I don't. smaller aircraft, but yeah, no, it, they were dropping supplies.
1: I just imagine now because I know there's a bunch of flight paths that like go over Sentinel Island. Mm-hmm. So like, I just imagine like you're a Lee's and you're looking up and it's just like a 747, and you're like freaking out like, ah, like right
0: <laughs> there and it is. This is like li- life in a fishbowl for sure. It makes yeah. me wonder, you know, because I- I'm gonna say and this. They're too, only man. like
1: they're I- only like 40 miles away from like a well populated like city or something too. Like they're not that far.
0: Right. I, I just want to say, too, man, because, you well, first, got to have they, – they have to have seen, like, yachts or shipping ships. You know what I mean? Um,
1: I think there is, like, a – like, you can't get as close as you, you used got, to like be looking no, out.
0: No sail zone. No – Yeah. Something like that. Well, I, I, what I was going to say is, is that every once in a while, there's always some Yahoo missionary who thinks that they're going to go and – convert the sentinelese and they wind up with a spear in their chest you know what i mean it's just like did you you had to well, come I, it's like i don't feel bad for you yeah. you know what i mean well, like, the, the
1: last one did end up that way but there was one before that one uh before, I, i'm pretty sure the country of india technically like owns the sentinel island or like they just like we're I not resp- like, i'm pretty sure they are they're responsible for that yeah to, like, they're responsible for it so like they just yeah. cut it off They went off but there was a while and i want to say it was like in like the 80s I want to say um, where they were doing a lot of like trips during that time with like doctors and a bunch of other stuff. And during that time the relationship with the Sentinelese was relatively like fluid. they wouldn't just stab you when you showed up, but you couldn't go on the Island. You could like raft up and like kind of communicate and like give supplies or stuff and they would give you gifts and then you would leave. But you couldn't go on the Island. If you ever went on the Island, they would kill you. So that's like work was being made, but then I something happened and I guess like it wasn't enough funding, so they canceled it. And then there was like a fifteen twenty year spurt where nothing happened and then some missionary went there and then was killed. Hmm. Uh a I'm boat crashed there too. Like a like a uh didn't mean to, like it actually just like washed up on shore and all of them died. Um and then that's, uh <laughs> Yeah. A hey, uh like you make it to shore, like, you didn't even yeah, I, I know, do. right? And then some somebody realizes,
0: goes, like, dude, I'm pretty sure this is Sentinel Island.
1: Sentinel so Island. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly, dude. You're just like it's like the scene from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where jo- Indiana Jones is running from the Jovitos.
1: Start just Stop, Chad. So- <laughs> I just thought of something. It's like, boom, take one fifty cal or two forty. Oh my god, just drop it. Like fly over to helicopter, just drop it on the beach and set in a island with like a thousand rounds and then just leave. See what they See do. Do they, <laughs> dude. So they just annihilate be... each other?
0: That sounds like an interesting dude. reality TV show.
1: <laughs> it's so it's such a huge like it's like a huge crime against like humanity. <laughs> like... Probably, dude. <laughs> Alright, I think it's your question. Uh, it is, it is. <clears throat> you've had a lot of questions about like very specific things. Mine are more just kind of like pick your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very, we're pretty yin yin yi today. Um, you wake up tomorrow, Gresham, and you immediately know that the world is going to end in one year. Mm-hmm. Only you know, and you know for a fact, it's not like a, it might happen. It might not, you know for sure the world is ending in one year. No one else does, and no one else will believe you if you tell them. What do you do in that one year?
0: Well, uh, I will not make an attempt to tell everybody it's
1: going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you said no one will believe me? No one will believe you, and no one will know. I, I mean, Only you know. It's going to happen.
0: I mean, I feel like I would probably still want to say guess something to my – my wife, I would probably still yeah. tell her. Um, yeah, what I would do though, honestly, is uh, did I would try and give, I would try and have just the greatest life ever for a year. Um, I would definitely get out of the air force because I could technically. Um, I would. Yeah, man. I would just go ham, dude. I would live the best life I could. My wife, my kids, we would have just an epic time. And, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't give a shit. You know, I wouldn't like really wouldn't really. give a shit about the consequences. <laughs> like, you know, like obviously I wouldn't do anything that was harmful to anybody. But like, you know, fucking, I don't know. Rent, buy a Lambo. I'm never going to pay it <laughs> back. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think I would do that, but like, I would, you know, just. Yeah. I think I would just create the most epic year of experiences and memories with my family, just to have like a blast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that's it, man. I what I mean, you make your question makes me think of uh, my brother-in-law. He's always like joked. He's like, if I ever found out I had stage four cancer and I was gonna die, he's like, I'm going to Belgium and I'm doing nothing but eating beer. Potatoes and chocolate until I and, and doing all the drugs in the world until I fucking die. He's like it's gonna be the best you know, it's like like okay, you know what I mean? Like that's but that that's was, like, uh, what I would do, man. I would do something like that, dude. Like we would just we would go anywhere we wanted to go. We
1: would do whatever we wanted to do. No inhibitions. Can you imagine if uh like you were told that you were gonna die and they got like the results wrong and like right. they mixed you up with like someone else? Right. Like you're living right. your life like you're gonna die. Bro. There was a there was a movie i'm trying to remember the title of it but it's like this this woman she's like told that she's gonna die and so she decides to go to like some super high resort in like the swiss alps or whatever and she's like spending all her money she cashed in all her retirement like all this stuff but where she's at like no one can get a hold of her it's like the doctor who told her she's like gonna die in like six months is like trying to is, like get a hold of her and say like is, i did it wrong is this that movie with queen latifah I think, yeah, 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 Oh,
0: my God, dude. I remember <laughs> what that's called. Dude, I, I watched that one time on, like, post. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's where I watched. Yeah. It
1: too. yeah, It's not a movie you actively watch. It's a movie right. that's playing. That you just kind of exactly. like, well, I'm going to see it. <laughs> dude,
0: yeah, you show up, and it's just, like, one of the
1: four DVDs that's there. You're like, <laughs> what do we watch? What's funny is I, I, I watched that movie uh, in parts – Mm-hmm. Um, over different times at a nail salon.
0: <laughs> it seems like the perfect venue to watch that movie.
1: Yes, yeah. it's My like wife, you, I you go,
0: go to like the doctor's office. That's what's on in the lobby.
1: And there's the like I know this movie. I don't know the name of it. this movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know, that's Queen Latifah. But I don't know what this movie's about.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, that, it's a it's an interesting she's, movie. She's, she's finding like, love she becomes, though. She does with like the cook. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. This, this is a like a yeah.
0: of movies, No, it's just like it is. It's one of those movies or like you go into like the lobby of, of like some place the dentist's office or whatever mm-hmm. and they've got like seventh heaven playing. You're like, who the fuck watches this show? You know what I mean? Or or it is, or it is, it's like Oprah or the View. Like oh, dude, yes. I swear <laughs> to God, dude, the hospital on base. You go anywhere and it's it is, it's like playing the view. It's like who's yeah. watching? Like the community that goes to this hospital does not enjoy the majority of these political commentary, the political commentary on this show.
1: You're like, who's turning this on? You know what I mean? But Afy's got a sick deal on the View, so they're right, playing it everywhere, dude. Yeah,
0: uh, it's like the grocery store fun. radio playlist. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, It's like they how many times they, can they I they listen to Brown eye... Door.
0: Yeah, how many times can I listen to Brown Eyed Girl before I, you know, try and swallow a, a can of green beans and not have to listen to it anymore?
1: What's uh when I was at when I was at Kadena, you know, it was like the one American like radio station um, on AFN. the weekend. Yeah, AFN uh, on the weekend they obviously didn't have like a person in the booth. Like they would yeah. just like have they just have like a seventy-two hour like music like reel with ads that would just play. Yep. and and they do the same thing at night, right? And I worked nights for the first year, and I noticed that, like, every Wednesday, like, it was a Wednesday when I realized it. I was sitting there, and I was like, why do I hear this song every day, like, on Wednesday, or something like that? And so, me being bored on post, I started to, like, track it. I was like, alright, this song plays every Wednesday at, like, 8.22. This song plays, and, it, and I realized it's just the same. They just yeah. put in the CD, and then they go yep. home, and I was like, oh, oh son of a bitch. <laughs> so uh, when I
0: was in high school in Germany, one of my friends, his dad worked at AFN Europe. He was like one of the people that picked what went on the air. Mm. And so that's a 100% the truth because I've been in the booth like when they're on the air just like watching to, you know, make you shut the fuck up. And I just sat there. But it is. It's just a loop. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like a list of songs yeah. on the screen. There's no one in there. It's just playing, you know. Yeah, it's just um, going but, and going and plays ads and plays yeah. commercials. Yeah, that's Come it. Come on down
1: to your local commissary this Sunday to get right.
0: the right, right apple and,
1: beef brisket.
0: Right, Where <laughs> they'll they'll have like they're like advertising you know the the Christmas market at the hangar, but it's July. You just know, like oh, yeah, somebody, you know it's like what you know what I mean. This is exactly <laughs> the Coming thing you expect. Soon. Yeah, exactly. Coming up <laughs> soon, Santa at the BX. It's the
1: Christmas in July.
0: No. <laughs> you know, but, uh, dude, when I was in, um, when I was in middle school, my dad was stationed at Yakota and, um, I would listen, this is like, you know, I, was, I had a CD player that was also a radio and, um, my parents just would not buy me um, the album. Nevermind Nirvana's album. Nevermind. Yeah. And, um, cause, cause of, cause of Kurt Cobain. Um, but anyway, Very satanic. Oh yeah, totally not. Uh, but I would call. I called in so many days in a row and requested. I was just hooked on "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I requested it so many days in a row. I I get home from work, go to my room, and I would call and and request it. And um, one day this lady, one of the this, I don't know, she was like some airman or a staff sergeant. She was like, "Don't you call every day and ask for this song?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" It's like, yeah. She's like, really? basis. She's like, we'll play it, but like later, like, he, you know, we play that every day now. You know, it's like basically like stop calling or requesting smells like teen spirit, you know, I was like, it's we play. like, dude, yeah, I was like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like what? This is the request line. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't I would rather listen to this than sugar Ray. You know what I mean? Or like how many times are we going to listen to freaking genie in a bottle today? You know what I mean? But you're bitching about me calling in once a day to play Smells Like Teen Spirit. You know, but Hit Me Baby One More Time is played 38 times today.
1: You hey, know, on an hit Me Baby One More Time is a great song. But that was what was out, <laughs> though, man. Yeah. No, but for real.
0: It, but it was just like, you know, you guys will play that on repeat every fifth song. is Hit Me Baby One More Time. But you're going to tell me, well, play that later. So if, you're the well, woman, you... if you were the one on the other end of the phone back in, like, mm-hmm. the year 2000 And some seventh grader, eighth grader called you and requested that. I just want you to know, I remember, and fuck you.
1: you listening?
0: If you're listening, fuck you.
1: I hope every song you listen to isn't what you wanted at that time.
0: Exactly. I'm sure you smell like worse things other than Teen Spirit.
1: I hope Spotify Premium just doesn't load for you and you have to listen to ads. That's right.
0: iHeartRadio for you forever. All right. My question my question <laughs> sir do you uh-huh. know who right, i have to ask because you're drinking from a small can of schwepp's ginger ale there's no fucking way there's ginger ale still in that thing
2: yeah, like, you have is. multiple
0: small cans what are you taking you taking like, no. the world's smallest sips can you
1: hear
0: that no because there's nothing in there because you're faking
1: everybody out no what? there is still stuff in here watch i'll slurp Mm-hmm. Do you get that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I drink in anyway. moderation.
0: Anyway, <laughs> uh, do you know who Jack Parsons was um, or Constantine um, uh, Jolkovsky? So, Jack Parsons or Constantine Jolkovsky?
1: Have you heard of them? Jack Parsons, the American engineer. Correct. Are
0: you googling right now? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you
1: cheating, <laughs> texting? Uh, ne- no. You're googling next to your empty can of Schweppes ginger ale. Correct. Uh, I see that he was a rocket engineer and a chemist. Uh, that's all I got. No, okay. I don't know uh, right. Jack Parsons. So I
0: ask because one day, um, one one day, I would like to do an episode where maybe, maybe it could be like um, a two parter episode. Where we do mm-hmm. a side by side of Jack Parsons and Konstantin Um and I say that because so and you may because you may recognize him when I start talking about this.
1: But he's Konstantin? He's a, Const- Soviet, a
0: Soviet a Soviet rocket scientist.
1: Okay, just Google that. <laughs> huh? or you say just Google that and he'll pop up. <laughs> well,
0: so you got this? You're probably spelling his name wrong. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I ask if you know, because I would like to do an episode one day where we do a side-by-side with them because both of Mm -hmm. them had very, um, odd thought processes about, um, rocketry and space and human, human beings. Right. So, um, I say you may recognize Jack Parsons from listening to that one, that other podcast hiding something that I told you about,
1: because mm-hmm. um, very good podcast
0: right so jack parsons um his roommate at one point was l ron hubbard who is uh, the same l ron hubbard who founded the church of scientology okay mm-hmm. um he was also a master in um Aleister crowley's like sect of occultism but Aleister crowley actually kicked him out um because he lost faith in parsons so it says right here the appeal of the astral plane proves stronger than the pull of outer space parsons was even a master of the agape lodge of the ordo templi orientis the los angeles headquarters of english occultist alistair crowley's religion of Thelema. at least until crowley lost faith in parsons and had him removed as a master so parsons um also was like a s like believed in like sex magic He thought that he was going to like bring in these like spirits and goddesses to Mm -hmm. essentially give him special like powers and special knowledge. Um, So I I pulled up a couple things to like kind of. Well, sex with women, right? And like, like the sex was like a ritual, essentially, right? So Uh, okay, we read this to you. Parsons' partner for what he called the Babylon working was his housemate, science fiction writer, and fellow occultist L. Ron Hubbard, um, who was still several years away from founding the Church of Scientology, but the church says now, officially, that Hubbard was acting undercover to subvert Parsons' black magic and to rescue a girl named Sarah Betty Northrup from Parsons' clutches. Uh, Northrup, Parsons' sister-in-law and lover, became Elron Hubbard's second wife. Isn't that weird? And here's a quote from Jack Parsons. An end to slave morality, an end to prudery and shame, to guilt and sin, to restriction and inhibition. For I, the Antichrist, am come among you. There is no law beyond what do what thou wilt. There's a line, a quote from Jack Parsons. So
1: he says he's the Antichrist?
0: Yes, I'll read it again. An end to slave morality, an end to prudery and shame, to guilt and sin, to restriction and inhibition. So the end of those things, right? Mm For I, the Antichrist, am come among you. There is no law beyond do what thou wilt, which is a line, right? Which is like the belief in the occultism and like, wasn't that like the the Satanist thing, right? Mm -hmm. do what Mm -hmm. thou wilt, right? Um, Yeah, nothing matters. What you want? Right. So he's also right here. The New York Post called him the sex-crazed cultist and the father of modern rocketry. Um, but he essentially, like, his life got out of control and he died relatively young. Um, but he attempted to conjure up, yeah, conjure up Babylon, the Thelemic goddess of female sexuality. Yeah, but he anyway, so I say that because... So, Konstantin Tchaikovsky was not like in the same level, like, or same arena that Jack Parsons was when it comes to like some of the stuff that they did, right? But Jack Parsons kind of, in a way, felt like he was using like doing this magic to like kind of download this um, information that taught him what he knew. And he died in an explosion in his garage, supposedly creating something for special effects for a movie. Um, but there's all this controversy around it that he was possibly assassinated, right, as well. Uh. But anyway, yeah, so Konstantin Joukowsky believed that humans needed to leave Earth in order to survive and evolve. So not just, like, humanity could be saved by leaving Earth, right? And this is, uh, you know, come to known as, like, Russian cosmi- Cosmism or um, anthrop- uh, Anthropocosmism, right? So, like, anthro mm. meaning man, right? Mm-hmm. Um but that essentially, by leaving Earth, that not every human being would have the capability to leave Earth. So it would be basically the best suited human beings. So like the survival of the fittest to leave Earth. And he was all, he also had these really really weird ideas about like reproduction. Um, so like um, his ideas on like reproduction in general were that the actual act of sex was too animalistic. So in order for human beings to evolve and when we left the planet for space, that we would it reproduce just art- no no no. We would reproduce artificially, essentially. Yeah. And every time would ensure so this is like very eugenic again, right? Which is a the like theme. Build a baby. For- build a baby. Yeah. it's very eugenic, which is like kind of a theme with a lot of these people that, you know, talk about improving the human race. But anyway, um, that in order I mean, to do that and it would happen I'm going to that, say something
1: controversial here mm-hmm. as bad as it is, it is the only way to like ensure you would actually have a perfect race. But okay. again, that's yeah. based well, off of who, I think who that is takes
0: deciding a into... perfect down. Well, oh yeah. So I was going to say that that takes into the question that begs a lot of questions, right? So who's deciding what perfect is, we don't yeah. even understand everything about, you know, the human body. So you don't know, like, we're, we're still constantly saying certain foods are okay to eat. And then we go and say, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't eat these foods or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so you'd have to, there's, like, you'd have to completely and totally understand. It right. Well, so you'd have to completely understand how the body works in order to say you're creating, like, the perfect human who's mm-hmm. immune, immune to sickness and all these other things. But, yeah, like um, that was his thought process was that that, that would happen. The impetus or the uh, the catalyst for the perfect human race would come from leaving, leaving the planet and going into space because only he, those human beings uh, with the ability to survive in that environment would be the ones that would move on. And, quote, liquefy, yeah. liquefy the remaining remainder of humanity. Um, but, yeah, he also – so he also near his um, death – dedicated all of his work to joseph stalin too so but um, wow. they they both winning. Had, yeah right <laughs> but they both had these these occult well for jack parsons was in the occult he worked with Aleister crowley but they both believed that magic in a way was giving them like the knowledge that they had to to do this stuff um and i, I want to say to you too that konstantin jokovsky was born in the 19th century as well so but he's he's like the grandfather of Soviet rocketry.
1: I'm gonna say they both sound like very interesting people, and I, I would like to look more into do an episode for him, but the uh They were probably two very insane people who were just crazy enough to figure out rockets and I'm assuming that like the governments at the time were just like, "Hey, man, like, yeah, we know you want to do all this weird black magic stuff. But could you figure out the rocket for us in the meantime? Like, that'd be great." And I think they were kind of just man, I'll, letting I'll the black this. magic stuff happen so the rockets would get made. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe we'll put up, <laughs>
0: we'll put up with your bullshit in the meantime, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, make the, the rocket
1: that...
0: exactly. Yeah, all right. Tomorrow you can do Aleister Crowley's stuff. Today we need you to do this. Have
1: sex with the with the love right. god space wizard tomorrow. Yeah. Right now, I need a rocket. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. I like, consider
0: this. Right, it's it's a little weird that you have um, two people on opposite sides of the world, both yeah. involved in space, during a
1: time right. when they're not communicating with each other. Like not those sides of the world aren't exactly. each other. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you know they have. I mean is is it the the parallel the the common theme of space you know what i mean involved that they have these thought processes on you know downloading information from otherworldly beings and you know using it to to gain wealth and notoriety on earth like jack parson's that was one of his goals mm-hmm. you know what i mean um, but the other thing too man is like you say like the government's like oh we'll put up with your your occult cult bullshit In the meantime, you know, while you, you know, build us liquid fuel rockets or whatever. Mm -hmm. But consider the fact that, you know, the government has done things that are occult-like to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, who knows? You know what I mean? It could have been totally sanctioned shit. It's like, hey, fuck it. If it works, it works. You know what I mean? Who cares? It's like, who cares where we get, you know, this from as long as the ends justify the means? And, uh, as long uh, as we but, get it first, no, that exactly. rocket looks nice. Exactly. <laughs> but I just, good. I, I just think, I, for me, it's like really interesting to think about that these guys that were doing all this work. Do you think about all the people that were involved in like the American rocket and space programs, like Werner von Braun? Like the dude was a Nazi at one point, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a lot of really th- strange things that, like, thank God the internet exists. Because you wouldn't know about him. Like, I didn't learn about that stuff when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And, like, I remember learning about, like, Warner Von Braun as, like, some hero, essentially. And, you know, I learned – I knew he was German. But I even remember thinking at the time, like, in high school, like, oh, he was – a German scientist, like, wouldn't he have been a Nazi? And like, there's nothing. There was nothing in like my history book about that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I kind and of played were... off as like he left the right.
1: Nazis because he thought they were bad, but nah, yeah. He was all on board Nazism.
0: Totally, yeah. And it's just like you know, you you learn all these stuff about people. Like um, history is written by the victors. It is because you you know you you've you've now demonized all these people that are you know commies right which is, mm-hmm. it is what it, it is what it is I'm not saying it's not you know warranted or expected but like you you do that and you don't learn about people like you know konstantin jolkovsky who had all these crazy leap forward leaps forward in science you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. like, so I don't know I, I would love to one day do a side-by- side on both of them and talk about like Thelema and all that stuff that Jack Parsons was into, and the uh, yeah. co- cosmism that that uh, Tchaikovsky was was like kind of like the father of because I wrote, he wrote science to... fiction books too.
1: Yeah, I'd want to like see if you could find like like you know very direct similarities with their thought process and their work So I'm wondering are. if maybe, yeah, but I'm like wondering if like I wonder if that works with other types of uh, research. If, like, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, at that time, if you just had rocket scientists, like, do they just all kind of start looking into other weird stuff? Because it just kind of, like, falls in, like, their thought psyche, like you were saying. I'm wondering if that could be the same for most professions. Like, I would argue that if you take most ops, like, today, that have, like, Mm -hmm. done the job for a while, they probably more than likely think the same because that's just the realm they're all in, regardless of if they ever met each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe the work coerced or um, led them to think their other ways, or maybe their ways allowed them to be good at their work. I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting to uh, look into. Cause, like yeah. Albert Einstein. He's like super brilliant, but he's also insane in a couple ways. So like expand there's got i don't have an exact thing on my mind right now i just Mm -hmm. remember reading that like he would say some like not say like he would have crazy ideas on certain things um i have to look more into it um and maybe we could do an episode on that as well but uh einstein was also kind of very interesting let me see if i can find some
0: no that's kind of what you're saying is kind of what i was getting um into with when I said that the, the common theme between Parsons and Joukowsky was the space thing and that maybe it's just a, it's um, part of the game of studying space and studying how to get man into space, you know, is Mm -hmm. is, because when you think about space, you look up at the stars, it invokes thoughts of, you know, our existence and religion and God and all these things. So like space kind of is, some of those themes about like um, our origin and where we're going as a species and all this stuff that kind of baked into what space is. So Mm -hmm. it's it's not hard. It's not a, it's not a hard stretch to see why and where those, those themes come from. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I feel like obviously if you're working with rockets, like Mm -hmm. the next thing is space. Like, well,
0: yeah, but that's that, <laughs> that's that's totally what they were yeah. doing. though, was trying to understand, yeah. you know, how to travel through space, and um, that these like these goddesses were actually beings that existed mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? But anyway, did you find? Something? I think it's
1: interesting. No, I'm gonna to have to dive kind of hard mm-hmm. to find something. It's not gonna be a quick Google search. The uh, it's interesting. You are talking about how what was it? How like the Russian dude wanted to make, was the Russian one wanted to make like the perfect human or was it the, the,
0: yeah, he was saying that that would be a byproduct of humanity going into space.
1: Okay. Um, I would, I'd be curious. I wish I was wondering if maybe he wrote exactly what those would be potentially, or like what that would look like, or maybe he had no idea because, Oh no, he does. He goes
0: goes into detail.
1: Okay. Because in my mind, if you're a space-traveling species, mm-hmm. wouldn't your body need to be, like, well-equipped for, like, zero gravity, right? Mm-hmm. So then when you landed on any mass, like, you'd be severely, like, hindered? Yeah. So, like, how uh, good are you at actually traveling the stars if you can't visit anything? Yeah. Because your body's so used to zero gravity that when you land on anything with gravity, like... Yeah. You're that's dead. what he's
0: saying. You that's why you need the apex human being to be able to, to withstand that. You know what I mean? It's like the, the yeah. person that has the best genetics in his mind has the best uh likelihood of surviving those conditions and then evolving to become a human being that can be intergalactic and then
1: interstellar. Mm. Does that make sense? I it does. I personally don't think you could have both.
0: Yeah, who knows? Could, but again, I, I, this is like somebody yeah. writing, writing at the beginning of the twentieth century, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: This isn't like you know he wasn't building rockets and writing about this ten, yeah. twenty years ago.
1: True.
0: He's no, older than Jack Parsons. He's older than Parsons, but they were working at the same time. Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense
1: on um, rocket sex magic, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which I want to study that myself now.
0: <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's one way of getting it up. You know what I'm saying?
1: Speak, <laughs> speaking, speaking get it up. This is completely off topic. Wife and I read. uh, it's not about me and my wife. Wife and I were at uh, <laughs> well, our, our, our weekly, our weekly dates. And there was a elderly couple sitting next to us and, uh, they were having like their date or whatever. And, uh, they're probably in their, like, 60s, 60s or early 70s. And they'd finished eating, and the guy took out all his medicine. He's got, like, a ton of pills. And and the his, like, wife was all like, you know, if you took better care of yourself, you wouldn't have to take all those pills. You know, just, like, giving him shit. And uh, he's like, well, you know, if I don't have to deal with you all the time, I wouldn't have to take these pills either. Right. <laughs> I was
0: just thinking in my head. I was like, "Well, you know, Janice, if you'd stop cooking with butter all the time
1: and stuff, you know what I mean, or whatever." Yeah, but yeah. it, it was funny is like they they both laughed at that, So obviously they were just bantering at each other. They're not like yeah. mad or at each other type yeah. of stuff. And then she asked, she's like, "Well, what are all those for?" And he was like going through them, right? And then and then she pointed to one of them and she's like, "What's that one for?" And he's like, well, this one. This makes me ready for you later tonight, babe." And then he like, threw it back oh my god. and I'm listening to him like did he just he is, just popped up my awesome. he's about That's to awesome. <laughs> he's about Dude, to go yeah, he no was stopping Vesuvius when it's about to erupt you know what I mean No, he was into <laughs> igniting his rocket with some mm-hmm. sex magic later <laughs> yeah hey man, old people are funny hey, they don't care that, about anything
0: Picasso was having kids into his 70s or some shit Damn. So, did it, it? Apparently, the, the, the love gun is still effective, apparently. Mm, your day, so. That's
1: your All right, buddy. Pretty sure it's your question. It is. Uh, this week, I, should, I don't know if you saw, mm-hmm. uh, the Supreme Court has made a lot of very big uh, decisions. Um, one of them was affirmative action. Uh, that's no funny longer It's funny you're thing. asking me
0: about that because I almost almost went, you through. almost put it in, I did. You almost put it in, I did, in the but I, universe?
1: but I didn't. Um, uh, wh- why didn't you?
0: Because I wanted to ask you the next question more.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so my question is, how do you feel about affirmative action being gone? Um, do you believe that affirmative action is cause so basically for those who don't know or who live under a rock um, and trying to check the hitchhiker's guide of the galaxy, how to survive under that rock. Um, the uh, Supreme court got rid of affirmative action for all colleges. So you can no longer use like race as a way for admission. So they no longer have to like have a certain amount of percentage of a certain amount of race to, I guess for admissions or whatever. So now it's hundred percent off merit. So you have to get in based off of your education and your ability to learn further education. Yeah. Um, so the whole point of it, the whole point of affirmative action was because of generations of certain people being held back, that they would never obtain the ability to make it. So we'll just allow them in so they can, which in my my thought process that it's like, okay, you're pretty much just telling them that they are lesser beings and that they need a handout to equal you, which is pretty much the Supreme Court said is what affirmative action was, is that you were just giving, you're pretty much saying that you're being racist by not being racist. So firm action is you now gone. I'm just kind of curious of how you feel about that. Uh,
0: Christian. Um, so I'll give you my answer, but I just want to say too that what you just said about um, talking about how, you know, people can't succeed without a handout or a leg up I don't know yeah. the name, but some idiot on Twitter basically said, well, she did, she said like black people will never succeed in a merit-based system. And it's just like, that has to be one of the like rac- racist things I've that? ever, I know, most racist things that I've ever seen anybody say. And, you know, it's this, you know, again, man, like w- the whole white savior thing is one of the most annoying personality mm-hmm. traits I've ever seen in anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, and that's think, first off. Being in the military, you see literally everybody from every walk of life. Mm -hmm. Like Every race, every sexual orientation, you know, people that are atheists, Jedis, Christians, (laughs) Muslims, Jewish people, anybody, right? Buddhists, whatever, Tao, you know, whatever. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because... Like, I've met people who are black and are definitely smarter than me. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I've met people who are Hispanic, who are amazing at math or, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? It literally doesn't. Like, so, but I'll say this too, right? Like, I understand you'd have to be tone deaf to not acknowledge, I feel like, what I'm about to say. That there are parts of our country that, need a lot of help when it comes to like community and resources you know and i think that that problem is a bigger problem than the things that we talk about being problems right i don't think that there's all these crazy racists you know out there in leadership positions around our country that are trying to institutionalize racism and make all these things you know impossible for people who aren't white to succeed I think that there are people that do that. But I think that the, the, what is it, $2.6 billion or whatever it was that's gone to Ukraine could have gone to something better like improving schools and textbooks mm-hmm. and computers and other STEM things, you know, mm-hmm. in, in these schools that need it the most, right? So those are the things to me that that put people at a disadvantage um and i acknowledge too that sometimes very often the communities that are at the most disadvantage for with you know the lack of resources or or funding or whatever tend can tend to be schools that have a higher population of minorities right and it's not like that everywhere but it is that is an issue right so that is something that needs to be fixed and, and you know, acknowledge that by saying that that's a problem that deserves everybody's attention mm-hmm. but as far as affirmative action goes i know that there are people who have lost out on going to school where they deserve to go because of their skin color that is racism me, man is is institutionalized racism yeah and i say that because I so I'll say I'll I'll say that to say this that when I was in college we um we had a class where we had a bunch of people from the St Louis Symphony Orchestra come and talk to us. It was like a music appreciation elective, right? Mm-hmm. But I learned like how they get people into the symphony is that um, let's just say your your instrument is the oboe, okay? And let's say they have a call for oboists what they have is a panel of people who are going to listen to you play the oboe but you come out you don't you, they can't see you you literally just play the oboe like behind a, a curtain or whatever if you're wearing high heel shoes you take them off like they said this like mm-hmm. you know and um so you have no idea if the person on the other side of the curtain is a woman is a man is a white woman is a black man is a you know Pakistani mm-hmm. woman you have no idea you're completely, you just hear, totally, hear them play the you oboe. Just hear them play the oboe, and you pick the best person objectively based on whatever fucking criteria they have. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, so when you look at somebody, somebody's application, in my opinion, you know, for college, it should just be very baseline things, right? And it should be based on what you did, and that's it, right? And yeah. I understand too, like you, like these these you know, the colleges have like these college essays where it's like, you know, write about the thing that you had to overcome, you know, in your life, and like That's about your life, yeah, right, you know. So you talk about how maybe you were, you know, your parents were your parents immigrated to the United States from wherever and you know you had to your dad started a business and became successful and that's how you you know his work ethic is what made you work hard in school and you know his money blah 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 whatever you know some some Mm -hmm. you know those are great stories right and that'll give you know that obviously would like kind of hone in on who this person is it gives context yeah demographically potentially you know what i mean all this stuff Right, I'm okay with stuff like that. So you'd have to figure out some sort of way to do it. But do I agree? You know, with um, getting rid of affirmative action? Yes, I do. It's a very nuanced answer with a lot of things to consider, and it still leaves problems unsolved. Like I said, about communities that need the help to make sure mm-hmm. that the students in those communities, because the children deserve the best learning environment that anybody could give them. Right, and and teachers, I'll say this too deserve the best resources and and pay that they can get, right? More than what they get now, right? So those problems are still problems whether affirmative action exists or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in, in, anyway, um, to me, I think affirmative action going away is a good thing. Because I've seen people I concur. Lose, out, lose out on going to school because they don't meet the demographic quota
1: yeah exactly um my wife's office is is japanese and uh uh, so she fits into the asian category and i talked to her a little bit and kind of seen stuff that she's posted about things and um like they have to work like three or four times harder to get into certain schools because on their paper it says asian and like there's that just idea that oh they're asian they they're probably really smart so they actually like they have to You know what I mean? Like, they have to work really hard to get into this or whatever. Why don't I just see
0: Peter Griffin sitting down at the desk and pulling the Asian kid out of his backpack and poking him with a pencil (laughs) saying, Do math!
1: Do math! (laughs) Do math! Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the affirmative action was to help a certain minority group, but then it was hurting, or it was to help a certain minority group, but then it was hurting another. So, I think getting rid of it's good. It just, it's just, Fair, just based off of your merit? Here's the, and here's the thing, man. Fair,
0: fair, again, is a subjective statement, right? It we is. You can only do things that make things as, as fair as possible. So, no matter mm-hmm. to me, right, you're never going to eradicate every sort of unfairness that exists in the world because the mm-hmm. world is imperfect. We can do our best to make things as fair as possible. But I think the best way to do that is a merit-based system for anything, okay? Mm-hmm. Because then it's off your actions and it's off what you're doing, right? And what's one of the biggest issues I have today with the direction, at least from my experience, the Air Force is going. It's getting away from this meritocracy-based you know, idea and military yeah. into something else. And that's not a good thing at all. So, you know, you're always going to have winners. You're always going to have losers. You're always going to have people that are upset by an outcome. You're always going to have people that did work really hard and somebody still beat them who worked, you know, just as hard or. They Did something different, right? And it mm-hmm. ended up being better or working out better. Because how many times have you seen that, right? Where you both working mm-hmm. your ass off and you know, person A did something a little different than person B, and it just ended up being that difference, you know what I mean? And it's not that person B didn't work as hard, it's that something happened, and then you know, the judges liked person A's whatever better, yeah, you know what I mean?
1: And I it's think a also lot it goes of, of like, like just character, right? It goes on like character, and like, how are you going to take adversity to, like, move forward. So, like, to give you an example, I was talking to my brother Calvin. He he was up for BTZ, and he didn't make it, and he was kind of bummed, obviously. So I was talking about it. I didn't make BTZ either. Um, But I know, like, the group of people I went up to BTZ with, most of them um, are not in the Air Force anymore and are bums. Like, they're not really doing anything in their civilian life. Um, And then the ones that stayed in it, like, I'm a tech sergeant none of them are they're all staff sergeants um or just made tech sergeant like this year or something right okay um so wh- what i'm getting at there though is i worked my butt off to try to get btz and i was like well they only, only picked two and i was like third so like i didn't get it obviously um but then at least for my squadron and then you were the first loser. But, like i was the first loser but I took that and went, okay, this doesn't define me. I'm not going to go, oh, what was me? Oh, I need equ- I need equity. Or, you know, all type of stuff. No, I went, okay, I'll just continue doing what I'm doing and I'll get what I deserve by doing it myself. And I did. And nothing to talking, do with my race, nothing to do with anything like that. It just has to do with I'm just going to do it.
0: I was talking to one of the newer airmen that I work with Um and he, uh, granted, he is an airman, but he's considerably older. Uh, he's, I think it was, he's like his early 30s. And, mm-hmm. um, but he was saying that because he's, even though his age is considerably older than the other airmen, he's still in that airman pay grade. So he's still in that yep. airman culture with the other airmen, right? And he was saying that, you know, the some of the other airmen are giving him shit, were giving him shit about like stuff he was getting that were like, accolades or you know some opportunities that he was being given that other people weren't and he said that you know he was having a conversation with another another airman and for people listening airman can mean anybody in the air force but it's also a pay grade right there's e1 e4 e1 e4 you're an airman right anyway bottom uh, of the total right he said he looked at him he goes you know i found that the harder i work the luckier i get is what he said, and I, you know. And he's like, he's like, I don't get what people don't get about that. He's like, you can you can show up to work every day and do your job and go home, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. The majority of people are going to do that. They're going to show up to work and go home, and that's fine. You're doing your job. You're here. You did your job. You went home. You come in tomorrow. You do your job again. You go home. Nothing wrong with that. We need that, right? Hmm. But. There are people on both ends of the spectrum. There are people that show up to work late, do the minimal amount of work, or don't do any work, and then go home Mm -hmm. and still collect a paycheck, right? And here's the thing. There are people that do more, right? And and get more because they do more. And that's the way it should be. But I see that going away now. Dude, like, one day, man, like, I'm going to go off on this (laughs) when I'm not in. Because I have seen so many crappy, garbage-ass decisions being made by people in leadership positions, and they're making these decisions on factors that have nothing to do with anything. Immutable characteristics of somebody, right? Something that happened years ago, right, that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. anything going on currently. It's just, you know, you know, good old boy system again back mm-hmm. in action but in a different way i guess so i mean that's a long answer but i do i think that everything is going everything should be based off of your merit yes at the end of the day should we take into consideration other things that affect your life right if you're an inner city kid and you know you grew up in a bad neighborhood and you know everyone in your neighborhood was getting arrested for selling drugs and there's a bunch of you know gang violence and stuff like that going on Are you at a disadvantage? I do think you are at a disadvantage in some certain ways. Are you at a disadvantage, you know, in the fact that you can't work just as hard as somebody else to try and improve your situation? No. Right. Are you starting from the same spot as somebody who was born in, in, you know, Pasadena, California? No, you're not. And they are, Mm -hmm. you know, they do. Right. If you're, again, right, the only reason anybody knows about, you know, Paris Hilton is because of her dad and his money and then that tape she made one time you know what i mean and it's just like there are people that work their ass off and don't get anywhere and that happens too but the thing is is like i said you're never going to get rid of the unfairness of life that's the whole point life is arbitrary call it what mm-hmm. you want right you know why doesn't God intervene in things? Well, God gave everybody free will, so if He intervened, then you wouldn't have free will, right? Mm-hmm. So you can look at it from a religious standpoint. Whatever you want to think about, but I think a merit-based system and letting the chips, uh, you know, land where they fall is the best way to go on about life. Um, because when you start trying to make everything fair, you wind up killing all the kulaks, and now nobody's got any food. Yep. Anyway, for sure. Soapbox. Does that satisfy yeah. your answer? It did. A satisfactory didn't go off. answer. Yeah. It didn't. All right. Uh, this one is specific to you. Mm. Um, I've always wondered this, and I guess I could Google it, but I want you to tell me, my brother in Christ. <laughs> Does the Mormon faith have an antichrist? And do you think the end will come in our lifetime or was the end... Right, like as prophesized in like Revelation, a metaphor for what was happening to Christians when, when the time of Revelations was written.
1: There is no Antichrist. It's ridiculous to the Mormon religion. You can't yeah. have anyone who could... so You generally
0: don't know. So you're 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 teaching.
1: Yeah, you yeah, got it. Um, so first off, Mormons believe that all three are separate beings. So like, we don't believe in the Trinity. It's mm. God is an individual. Jesus is an individual. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy ghost is an individual. They're three separate things. Obviously God is on top. And then Jesus, the Holy ghost to us are technically equal. Like they're not like one's not higher than the other. They're like the okay. same thing or not. They're not the same thing, but they're, you understand the same level. Um, the Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit is like what you feel when you know you're making a bad decision. Like when you're like, I shouldn't do this. That's the like, Holy Spirit God. going like, so it's like you're, hey man. It's your Jiminy. It's your intuition. Kidding. Yeah. Okay. He's like, don't do that. Or, hey, this feels good. Keep doing that. Right? Hey, um, <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit there. But okay. there's no antichrist. Um, there is Satan uh lucifer right and then there's also like the angels that went with him and stuff but there's but for there to be an antichrist that would technically put that would have to put satan at the same level of god right and then that's just not a thing he doesn't it's not he's not even the same level as jesus or the holy spirit he's literally just a random angel who decided to rise up. So we don't even give him the satisfaction of being equal to anything. So, uh, no, there's no Antichrist. Um, Interesting. The end times has not happened according to the Mormon religion. Uh, it is a future event. Um, we don't know when, because to us, because you know time, time to us, right? We understand time today, 24 hours a day, I oh have yeah, time to Heavenly beings like God or Jesus, Holy spirit angels, that type of stuff.
0: Do you know how uh, closely the end times in Mormonism line up to what the Bible says end times are going to be like? Like, are they
1: closely related, or they are closely related? And Mormons believe in everything in the Bible, so, um, mm-hmm. but we just we we'd probably interpret it differently. But like, or some parts, but
0: because like even end in, in the Christ Bible, a big part of the end times, obviously. <laughs> for christian yeah
1: so where I'm saying we don't believe in an antichrist is like the bible says there's going to be someone who comes down who's going to be the antichrist or there's going to be an entity that says they are and they're going to be able to do like miracles and trick you we're mm-hmm. like yeah you might have someone say that but they're going to be so false that you would immediately see through it like there's no way they could even be at the level that it doesn't matter that they come and say they're the antichrist does that make yeah. sense Yes. Like they would just be so blasphemous, you'd be like, okay. Yeah, that'd be like that makes sense. that'd be like me walking out to the Oval Office one day somehow and be like, hey, I'm the president, and I'm be like, dude, you're coherent. You can't okay. be the president. And then Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's
0: your favorite flavor <laughs> of ice cream?
1: Yeah. mint chocolate chip. <laughs> but uh, uh Yeah, hey. I could I could go into a whole thing about like the the Mormon religion specifically like the different levels of heaven and how there's technically no hail there's no hell there's no purgatory all type of stuff but in you know, like revelations in the bible it is saying like there's like a certain time but just like in the bible when it says like the earth was created on i think it's like the third day or the second i can't remember which day and it's been almost since i read it but you know everything happened on a certain day Mm-hmm. that's just written that way for us to understand a, like it happened at a, at a moment. It gives us a it's not actually a way of understanding. Yeah, it's it. It's not a day and mm-hmm. revelations. End time is the same thing. So right. no one knows when it is except God or other spiritual beings in the celestial plane. Don't believe anyone saying that it's coming soon or it's going to be in our lifetime or whatever. Cause there's no way to know. Um, the biggest thing I can say is believe in whatever you believe in. If the Mormon religion is right, then we're all going to go to heaven. You will have a final decision. I'll be here to help you out. If the Mormon religion is wrong, well then nothing. So I guess just kind of live your life and enjoy it.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, that definitely answers my question. I just was wondering, like, because I've always the way I've always understood Mormonism is that they that Christian Christianity is like a serious undercurrent in it, or it's underpinned in like certain Christianity-based ideas and thought processes. So I was just like wondering, like how it. I know there's like obviously some massive differences. You know what I mean? Yeah. But those tenets of Christianity, because because Jesus is in the Mormon Bible, right? Uh so the
1: Mormon Bible's just the normal Bible is it like the Book of Mormon? Book of Mormon, yeah, sorry. Yeah. The Book of Mormon, uh Jesus is not in it. No. Oh. Okay. So then he's he, never once he's never once referenced, I don't think.
0: So I could be the, wrong. So isn't again, right? So this is uh disabuse me of my false pretense, <laughs> uh, yeah, I go ahead. right? I thought that Mormons believe that Jesus in his like teenage years, made it to the Americas and were was teaching like Native Americans about
1: like God. No, so the Nephites mm-hmm. and the Moronis, those are those are the people who are in the Americas during the Book of Mormon. Uh, I, thought
0: Mor- I thought Moroni was. With somebody's name.
1: Yeah. Moroni is a name, yeah. So Nephi. The Nephi is the Nephites, Moroni is the Mor- Moronites. Moronites, I believe. Um okay. I always remember the Nephites because the Nephites are they're crazy. Uh, um, but the <laughs> Um they exist in the Americas. They left the Middle East and came over during a certain time mm-hmm. period, and I can't remember the exact time period, but it was not when Jesus existed. Okay. So I believe Jesus is like, he's like referenced or he's like prayed to, but he's not ever in the Americas, at least not physically. He does eventually show up to Joseph Smith in like the 17, late 1700s or early 1800s. But um, that's, that's different. Hmm. Okay. I could go into a whole spiel on maybe a different episode and I could explain like the whole thought process of like it and stuff. It it can be a little confusing. Just think of Mormons as basically normal Christians just with another book. <laughs> but uh, there's actually more than just the one book. There's the Book of Mormon. There's Doctrine and Covenants. There's the pe- Pearls of Great Price. And in the Holy Bible, there's four. And together, we they're called the Quad. And that's what we all believe in. Yeah. And there's more, there's more that we haven't been given yet. And according to our beliefs, uh, all of these pieces are part of the overarching Bible and there's more to the Bible that humans have not received and we'll get later. So the book of Mormon actually is part of the Bible. It's just the book of Mormon, like the book of John or the book of whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just the book of Mormon that's so in like the Bible. Chapter. Yeah.
0: Huh? Okay. I didn't know that. I was just curious what mm-hmm. the uh, Mormon idea of that was, because you'd, who, who better else to answer that question that I know? But anyway. Yeah. I dated a Mormon girl in high school.
1: So is she a... I have That's... come to the conclusion that there are three types of Mormons. Mm-hmm. I think I told you this when we were in Kenya. There's the Probably. insane Mormons... And by insane Mormons, I like they're the ones who they take everything very literally. So all texts they take exactly. So when like no, the right. prophet was okay. So when the prophet, so the same Mormons are like when the prophet's like, hey, don't be addicted to anything. They're the ones who are like, oh, I can't eat it. It's caffeine, and caffeine will make me addicted, and I'm gonna die. <laughs> they're insane Mormons. Uh, then there's normal mormons which i would say i fall into where we understand because the whole thing of Mormon religion is pretty much no matter what you do so long as you honestly repent you're gonna make it to heaven so you don't really need to freak out about a lot of stuff now does that mean be an asshole and dick all the time no because then it's gonna be really hard for you to actually repent when it comes to being like repent time but uh those are like normal Mormons. They're going to have they're going to have uh, a Coca Cola every once in a while. My dad partakes in alcohol sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Like, whatever, it's okay. We're not going to go to purgatory. Then there's the fake Mormons. So you guys believe fake. in purgatory? No, we don't. I'm just joking oh. about it. Oh, because okay. I was going to say some of them just do. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah, there are parts of Christianity that
1: believe in purgatory and others that don't. So I was just wondering. to. We have a level of heaven that would yeah, be considered yeah. a purgatory, but you could escape it, so it's not mm-hmm. technically a purgatory. You
0: could technically escape purgatory, too.
1: Yeah, yeah the, well, the depends on, sense it depends of... on which purgatory because there's a lot of... Or yeah. what pr- priest you pay off to, to pray for you to get you out, right? <laughs> yeah. What, what boy you gave him. Um, but then there's... The, <laughs> uh, there's, like, the the third, third type of Mormons are the fake Mormons. They're the ones who just show up to church... They think, they're, they think they're there because, like, oh, I, I feel good this week. And then, like, later that day, they're doing, like, crack cocaine or something. I don't know. Um, so, your girl, was she uh, a normal Mormon, an insane Mormon, or a fake Mormon?
0: Uh, she was definitely – I'm not going to say her name. Um, <laughs> I still, like, I have her on social media. Um, yeah. But she was definitely somebody who, at that point in her life, was – rebelling against what was probably a lot
1: of control going on at home yeah yeah so So i would assume her parents are probably the insane mormons and she was trying to she was trying to be a normal mormon and was dealing with a lot of uh i
0: I only ever met her folks one time at the bowling alley on base Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i i would genuinely have no idea But I mean yeah, ang- 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 angsty angsty sixteen year old girl who doesn't like being told to do. You know what I mean? So. Which you Makes don't need to be more Mormon to experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nope. <laughs> anyway.
1: Alright, dude. Very true. uh it's actually kind of interesting because we're talking about God and religion and all which mm-hmm. stuff my next question is actually God related. Uh so according to like the Bible and everything, like God hasn't spoken to us in a long time, like thousands of years, um, hasn't done anything. True. But, uh, (laughs) you know, there's no great floods. There's no like amazing miracles. There's no like, all this like wild stuff happening that was all like in the Bible or whatever. Um, Do you believe God avoids us? And maybe just, stays in heaven because he now fears what he created
0: okay so that's a line from spy kids
1: right it is (laughs) um
0: do you think god stays in heaven because he too fears what he's created (laughs) right probably one of the most deep lines in a kids movie ever uh anyway isn't that steve buscemi that says that he yeah the next name is like the thumb creatures or something the hang yeah the thumbums or whatever they're called (laughs) yeah (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure my my sister's probably gonna watch this, and my brother, and they were big into Spy Kids, so oh God. shout out to these two kids. I remember uh, going to watch but, the
1: Spy uh, Kids 3D.
0: I did not. Nah. I seen the what OG Spy Kids with like you know, <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um. <laughs> to answer your question, um, my view on God as a Christian is it's more of the like deist idea of God is the divine clockmaker. And kind of like I referenced it a little bit before that um, I do believe in prayer and I believe that you can take things you want or need or desire um, to God in prayer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're meant for you, then they're meant for you. Right. Um, but that idea of, you know, Oh, I'm going to pray to God and he's going to intervene on my behalf to do X, Y, and Z, you know, and I'm going to have all these things. Like, um, obviously like God can do what he wants and God can do anything. Right. But there's that whole idea of he's involved in your day to day life to the degree to where, you know, some people think, I think it is counterintuitive to the idea of free will. Like I said before, Mm -hmm. So I tend to take the more like divine clockmaker uh, viewpoint on that, that he is the one that made the clock and the mechanisms are all moving and the, you know, the, the hands are moving around the face, but there's no real involvement in that way. Right. And that all the bad on earth is the result of humans and Satan, right. Um, And his minions, Uh, But because humans make shitty decisions because we have free will. And that's what God wants, is for us to have free will. To make the decision to turn to him. But humans don't because of all the things going on that tempt us to not do the right thing. right? Um, So I think that. I think that God sees what's going on. I think God knows everything that's going on and offers everybody a way out of that. And you have to choose that. And I think as I've gotten older, I've learned a lot about what... Um, choosing your response to things means am I going to let this bother me am I going to let this you know emotion take over all this stuff and make better decisions and that just comes with maturity I guess Mm -hmm. But like um no I I don't think God is you know (laughs) like and share this post um for one prayer (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't think that's you know, God God is not checking his Facebook notifications and be like, sorry, Zach, you scrolled past, uh, you're getting a hemorrhoid today. You know what I, I mean? Kill like, Timmy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sucks to suck. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> but no, I don't think that. No, I I take a very God has a very um,
1: you know, hands off approach, I think. Yeah. Uh just quit just kind of a quick follow up question. In the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. When did all the crazy biblical stuff well not crazy, but like when did all like the very large biblical stuff end? Do you know mm-hmm. when i don't know i don't I don't understand your question when did it end? So, like it was like so, so it like a great flood there mm-hmm. was huge famines uh there's like the you know the locusts like attack there's the Moses parting the seas like all this stuff is happening right all these miracles there's a point in the Bible where there's it stops. do you know when it is?
0: Is it the death of Christ?
1: It is. It's the death of Christ and his resurrection. After mm-hmm. that, there's no more miracles, at least on like a biblical scale, right? right.
2: There's like
1: little nuances and like certain stories and stuff, but like there's not like the image of the mass virgin Mary on, on toast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that miracle, yeah, that one happened. <laughs> but like, <there's... laughs> but what I'm getting at is because. Uh, According to God and according to the Bible, or I guess how you interpret it, Jesus died for our sins, not just the ones from the past, but for the ones forever. So my understanding is that when he died and then was resurrected, it wasn't just for, it also wasn't just for our sin, it was for the sins of the people who went against God too, like the the spirits and the demons and like Satan and everything. It was all, it was all encompassing. It wasn't just for us humans. Um, It was very... Like benevolent thing to do and stuff. Um, from, from that be- point on, God benevolent. doesn't. Yeah. From that point on, God doesn't need to interact. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to do biblical stuff. He doesn't need because he's done it. That was right. it.
0: Uh, yeah, it was well, <laughs> like that's, that's, um, not a. In the, so, um, I just want to say there's a guy that I see on social media. Mostly I see him on TikTok. His name is Dan McKellen. I think I've told you about him before, but he, mm-hmm. I really enjoy his content because he gives you a lot of the um, epistemological uh, context in the Bible and the mm-hmm. way it's been translated and now understood because we know what those ancient languages mean. And so, not every account of Christ on the cross is the same, okay? But, you know, what you're talking about is like one of the accounts of Christ on the cross is he says, it is finished. Mm-hmm. And it's not him just referencing his death right or his you know the his time on the cross it's meaning everything is finished like what you're talking about it is finished Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. it's like what you're saying is that by christ doing that dying on the cross you know for every sin that's ever happened or will happen you know that that's kind of i look at it in the way that that's all the proof you need you know what i mean that that's it You know, yeah. And anything from this point forward, you have now been shown, like, you know, the rabbit exists in the hat. We now shown you that. You know what I mean? So that's Mm -hmm. how that's how it's done. You know, not to call it a magic trick because it's not, but you know, trying to. But that that's it. That is the that's the most um, intense form and exhibition of love and miraculous um, incident that you could ever see right is, mm-hmm. is death the death and then the resurrection so that's that's kind of how i have always interpreted yeah. what you're talking about that that mm-hmm. nothing else nothing else is needed you have now you have been given
1: everything you need to see to make a mm-hmm. decision
2: yeah
1: i want to kind of go back on like you're talking about like god created clock and all type of stuff uh, mm-hmm. my my bishop explained because i remember you know i was always asking my bishop a ton of questions uh-huh. I was like, what's this mean? What's this mean? Like, you you going to convince me this is right. And I got, I need a lot of answers here, buddy. <laughs> right. And so, um, I remember one time I asked him, I was like, all right, so if God can, God created us and he knows all and is the end all. then how do we have free will or how can you be fated to do anything? If you have free will, all this type of stuff. Right. And he explains to me, and I, was, I was like a young teenager, like 13, 14. But he explained to me, it stuck me forever. Think of God like he's in a hot air balloon above you. He can see every path you can take. You're walking down your road of your life, and there's all these turnoffs for every decision you could ever make. And he sees every path you can take, right? But he doesn't tell you which one to take or force you to take one. He just sees all of them. You're going down your path like you normally would like while walking. You can only see so far ahead. You can't see more in like a mile or whatever, right? But he can see super far ahead. Now, through prayer, through scripture, through being a good human being, you will be in tune with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Um, And then through Christ and prayer and everything, you can talk to God and you can get guidance. And that's where... If you are a good Christian, good person, in tune with the Holy Spirit, and as you're going through your life, then God will guide you down the path that is the best for you that you should probably listen to. But at any moment, God could be like, hey, you should probably take a right here. And if you're not in tune, you're not listening, you could be like, no, I'm going to go left. And you have to deal with whatever's down left. But what's great about God is even though you went and left – he now knows there's a way to get you back right. But again, he's not going to force you to. He's going to wait. He needs you to choose it. Yeah, and you're,
0: not, you're not Pac-Man in yeah. a
1: defined area. Yeah. You're, so, you're Legend of Zelda in, in Tears of the Kingdom. You can go anywhere. You can go save Zelda immediately, or you can go build a nuclear bomb ship of, like devices. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that that's kind of how I see god and everything too Uh, i grew up mormon i still do believe mostly in it um but i have been way less in his exact teachings there's stuff i like about it there's stuff i don't like about it and all type of stuff but overall i just think if you're in tune with the holy ghost if you're in tune with god you're good I, i think you're all right
0: um you said something i'm trying to remember what it was it made me think um Damn, we hot air balloon. Yeah, path. yeah. The, hot <laughs> air, the hot air balloon thing. Um, you know, God, I'm gonna try to talk myself to what I was thinking. You know, God can see where you're going. Um, you know what path you're gonna take, what paths are available to you, and like what what you're gonna take. Um, man, I lost it. I think. Dang. Dang. It might come to me in my head.
2: All
0: right. <laughs> All right. So, was that that was was that your last question?
1: I do have one more because my first one was definitely a joke one. Um, oh,
0: okay. I got this. Will be your last question, I think. Well, it will or, be. You're right.
1: Yeah.
0: I really wish I could remember what I was going to ask you about the whole God thing, like looking down, like the hot air balloon, like God. Like recap what you were saying. Try to remember.
1: So he. Is like up up above. He can see every path you can take, mm-hmm. and you're just on your life path. You can only see so far ahead. You don't know of uh, what route any decision oh, takes. You, I know, you. I know what it was. Okay,
0: so so because God can see like all the routes you're gonna take, and you're just kind of going based on the decision you're making. You know, it's kind of like the idea of time and space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That if you if you understand time and space and you can travel in between time and space, right? Then you know everything. That all history exists all at once. The future exists all at yeah. once. You know, it's that kind of like I've always believed. I think we've talked about this on the phone privately. That um, that whole I think it was Einstein that said that. Um, I could be wrong, so somebody you know prove me wrong, or you could Google it while I'm saying it. But that essentially that.
1: I'm gonna wait someone to be mad at you in the comments.
0: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but at physics, like God, it's science and God are like trying to solve the same problem, right? But just in two mm-hmm. from two different angles, essentially. Yeah, and I've always thought that. You know what I mean? That the physics, science in general, right? You're just understanding, or you're coming to, you're working out the same um, answer of why, but from two different angles. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you consider, and obviously we have an extremely rudimentary understanding of what space-time means, especially me. I'm not a physicist. You know, you listen to somebody like Michio Mm -hmm. Kaku talk about it or whatever. You know, they're going to give you a great, great explanation. Um, Mm -hmm. But they would never say they understand it either, right? They just understand it better than I do. Yeah. Uh, But the way you understand, people understand God as this omniscient um, being that understands everything all at once. It's kind of like the way people talk about space time is how you know it all exists at the same time. Everything that's mm-hmm. ever happened exists all at the same time. Because it's mm-hmm. all the same it's all the same energy or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was that's what I was gonna say. So
1: What's but interesting, like, it goes back to what we said earlier mm-hmm. about like if you could if you could travel through time, that means you could also travel. you could also manipulate all matter at all time. Mm-hmm. So then why would you travel on time? Travel- exactly because you know it all it doesn't
0: yeah. matter anymore exactly you're gone it's almost like you exist <laughs> it's almost like you exist on as like a a third party observer if you could understand t- space time to where you could you know just to speak on it in a very uh, you know simple way if you can understand space time where you can move up and down the timeline even though that's not mm. really time is not linear the you know, the arrow of time right yeah. then you almost exist outside of it you would almost have to exist outside of it to be able to understand and see it all which again yeah. sounds kind of like a godlike figure you know what i mean mm-hmm. interesting all right my last question then we'll get to your last question mm-hmm. what do you what do you so we've seen a lot of stuff recently i've shared a lot of it with you with that movie sound of freedom the one about um the you know like human trafficking and a lot of the other things it talks about that I don't want to say that'll get get us, you know, demonetized and our our, uh, video removed. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you feasibly think can be done to stop human trafficking and specifically, like, child trafficking? What
1: do you think feasibly could be done?
0: I feel like there's... I feel like the things that you would have to
1: do would infringe on so many rights of mm-hmm. Everybody individuals. Else. Yeah, and that's where it's like, like, yeah, you could protect all of them, but you're gonna have to like, there, there, the consequences. So it's kind of like with the idea of uh, like discipline comes with strength, or like, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, what comes from strength. So the you hold something over someone because not because you just have a position, it's because you have the ability to alter their life or alter their, their decisions, that type of stuff. So it's like the reason why the U S has such good global power now is because all these other nations know that if they don't bend to our will, that their time's going to really suck at least for now until China takes over, but at least for now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But the, uh, but the thing I'm getting at with there is so like, just think of it like today, uh, if I go steal a candy bar from a grocery store, I'm gonna, I'm a 30-year-old man. If I steal a candy bar from a grocery store and a cop shows up, he's probably just going to write me a ticket. But like, I'm not going to get arrested. It's a waste of his time. I have no priors. I've done nothing else wrong. He's just going to slap my wrist, give me a ticket, probably for like 100 bucks, maybe a court appearance, and I'm going to go on.
0: You are. You're going to get a ticket for a mandatory court appearance. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah.
1: But I could go right back in that store and rob another fucking candy bar.
0: Yeah, but the second interaction with the cops probably isn't going to go the
1: same. No. Exactly. But what I'm getting at here is I don't know the exact like, I'm assuming child trafficking if you get caught doing it, you go to jail for a very long time. But to them the ones doing it the, the the pro of committing the child trafficking and whatever they reap from it is way more lucrative and worth the yeah, con.
0: So you, they're making it worth their time. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah. So I think the only way to hmm. like actually solve this problem is you need to make it to where if you're involved in it at all, that the con – is worse than any pro that you could mm. ever get from human trafficking.
0: Right. So like slowly torturing you to death? That could do it. Or like a lifetime of solitary confinement. That could do it. Like your existence is now a five by
1: five by ten closet. Yeah. But then that's gonna that and that's where we kinda got into the what you're saying, like the human rights violations because no judicial system is 100% perfect in this well, process if you're doing rights, that, mm-hmm. if you're doing that about, like you're going to yeah. put an innocent in there
0: somewhere Sure. i was talking about the rights i was talking about is like obviously technology is used to um organize and perpetrate these things happening mm-hmm. right so like if you you know think of like the it, you know the patriot act on like steroids where everything you text and send is filtered through an AI and, you know, which is probably already happening, but that's how they figure out what's going on. Right. But everything, nothing you have is private at all. Mm-hmm. Like you and me, like you text well, me. It is now, yeah. Technically. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is like something is, something is legitimately monitoring everything right. Completely. That like, you know, all the texts and snaps that you send me of, you know, you goofing around at work or me snapping you a video of a nice car or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like something sees those, you know, all the time, no matter what it is, you know what I mean? And because yeah. I don't think that every text message I send or every snap I send or whatever is like looked at by something. You no, know it has I mean? to hit some type yeah, of like There's some sort of filter. Issue. Yeah, there's a filter, yeah. right? But I'm saying is like, you know, you would need you would need something so intrusive and so pinpoint accurate to figure that out that it would trample over the rights of people that don't do anything wrong. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like the whole concept of like taking the guns away from everybody. You know what I mean? Or saying guns are illegal means you're you're mm-hmm. the law-abiding citizens are the ones that'll suffer the most, not the people who are going to go get them illegally anyway, right? You know, you know, well, making things illegal doesn't work because murder is illegal and that still happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and what I'm saying is, I like so what I'm getting at too is like when you talk about like you're arresting somebody that's doing this, okay? Mm-hmm. You're arresting the person at the very very bottom of the the, the barrel, Like, right? They're they're not. In making decisions, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's like you going through the gate as a full bird colonel and yelling at the A one C about the gate being closed. You know what I mean? It's like you're, you you close the you, gate. Yeah, colonel. you should know. what or Yeah, or maybe you're the ops group commander and you're yelling at the A one C because you know you don't. You know, you're not actually in charge of the base, but you're the same pay grade, right? But yeah. you're yelling at the A one C about why the gate is closed when you should know damn well, as an O six that that E3 had literally nothing to do with the gate being closed other than pushing a button because somebody on the other end of the radio told him or her to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you yeah. yelling at the A1C is the most fruitless thing you could do in this moment. Like, you know people on this base that could give you an answer, and you're yelling <laughs> at the A1C, right? Anyway, it happens all <laughs> the time. But all I'm trying to say is, is, like, you do. You would have to make, you know, you have, first off, you have to catch the people that are making this happen at the highest level, you know what I mean? Like cutting the head off the snake, but you would, ha- I agree with you. But it's, you should make it. A- you should make that lifestyle so untenable that the consequences of it are, are so feared, you know, but I don't know what that could be because like, you know, even when the death penalty existed and mm-hmm. know, it still exists, but you know what I'm saying? Like the threat of death is not enough for some people. You know what I mean, and it's just like, you know, you're willing to take your life into your hands because let's say the probability of you getting caught is thirty percent, or you know that well, you know, seventy percent of the time we'd be successful. So, and then you like have these stupid human thoughts where you're like, well, I'm going to be, I'm different, and I'm not going to get caught, or you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Whether it come, when it comes yeah. to anything, you know what I mean. No one's going to see yeah, me yeah. shove this shirt in my backpack at Sears, which doesn't exist yeah. anymore. So, haha. But people anyway. on yeah, right, or blockbuster, <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying that like I do though, I think you'd have to have some form of like corporal punishment or like public punishment, maybe I don't know, but then again, you'd also have to that would also uh it also begs the question that there are people out there that aren't at the levels of um leadership within the justice system that are involved and um or getting paid off
1: yeah to, and they won't uh, allow uh, it either
0: so i you know just like, it's to it's me, a like, very I think the idea of awareness problem. is the best problem. yeah i don't know man I like it just like to me is it,
1: it
0: it feels like such a um proliferated problem now on so many levels in many different ways because mm. like when if you if you believe all the accounts you see on social media of like people and like thinking like everyone's got a ring camera or a Vivint or whatever. And I see all these videos of like people that are like they realize looking back like they um, you know, you're out there washing your car like some some mom and they've got their six year old kid running around the yard and then they realize that this white van has driven by five times. You know what I mean? And so like, you know, you've got, you catch that on video, like what is somebody thinking? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. kidnappings happened, happen all the time, unfortunately, you know, but then you have all these other stories about people coming to their car, getting in their car and driving home. And then realizing there was like a zip tie on the door handle or something else. You know what I mean? Like, um, those sorts of situations that it seems like where somebody is trying to human traffic somebody or kidnap them happen a lot more frequently now. And to me, that means that there's the, uh, the tentacles of that octopus lead back to a much bigger octopus than they're used to. Mm -hmm. Does that, does that metaphor kind of make sense?
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Or, or maybe it used to be a bunch of like smaller things, and like someone's now put it together. Like it's now one giant operation. Right. Who's Who's to say though? But no, I. The thing with like, like you were saying, you would need something so intrusive to know, but then that item would be so intrusive that you would catch everyone breaking every law ever. Like <laughs> exactly. You, you would, know what I mean? Like yeah. And like no one would be a good citizen, like, like dude. Oh, I'm I mean, not. Rick,
0: Ricky stole that stereo system from Best Buy last week.
1: But it would it would be something just as so minute, like rolling a stop sign, uh, going going fifty five and a fifty, like, Bro, could, and then
0: you just made me think of something crazy. Could you imagine if your phone was ratting you out because like the GPS? knows the route you're taking and it knows where the stop signs are and then it doesn't register that you stopped at a stop sign and then reports you to some like fucking you know inbox and then you get a ticket in the mail because your fucking apple maps reported you it's like (laughs) fuck you you know what i mean can you imagine that dude like the technology exists for that i hope i didn't
1: give anybody an idea what's wild is it's something similar so i'm in a I used to have a BRZ until it died. It had like an electrical issue and it was lemon lod. But I'm still a moderator in a BRZ group. And we've of noticed, of course, we've noticed um, that there's people who, like, they'll go to a track, right? And they'll, like, drive around on the track. And then, like, they'll blow their engine or, like, something will happen. And then they'll take it to the dealership and be like, hey, I need warranty work. I was driving down the road and it started sounding weird. The dealership will plug the car into like a computer, and the car knows you were at a track. Wow! Like even though you didn't, you you could have not had your smartphone with you. Nothing. The car knows you were at a track. And what's crazy oh, is they—it doesn't even need GPS to do it. So it just
0: recognizes you're in some sort of pattern over yes. and over and over again.
1: Mm. So it knows the like routes of all the tracks and then it can like dictate based off of engine speed g forces like everything braking Dude. and it knows what track you were on and when you were there that's wild so so, so what, like so you Subaru, could get in trouble so Subaru was like no your warranty's denied we know you were on a track and a warranty clearly states like any track use is not Whoa. warrantied and people are like, What? I wasn't on a track so like they're trying to fight Subaru, and Subaru's like, Yes you were and they bring out all like this data and they're like, Your car was on a track from this time to this time on this exact day, your engine blew up at this exact moment. Like your car knows Dude, that's way fucking more crazy. I did not out. know that. That's actually Yeah. Dude, that's
0: altogether smart and scary at the same time. Yeah. Like most of the technology. But yeah. And I,
1: mean, I I guess I guess vehicles like and that's been a thing for a while. They just haven't really super enforced it or they like haven't had enough data, but like now like cars know a lot, especially like all the chips in them and stuff. So like, um, uh, if you like get involved in like an accident, like the car now knows who pressed the brakes and when, how hard did you press the brakes? Like there's, there's so, they, so like, much like They
0: could go them. into like the computer from both cars and be like, it was at fault. This yeah. person braked at this, like, 3 p.m., 3.57 p.m. at 26 seconds after, and this person at 3.56 p.m. at 31
1: seconds after, or whatever. Yep. Oh, yep. Dude, that's nuts. And they can know huh. exactly where your car, like, parked, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Like, most cars, yeah, they exactly. have, like, oh, I can I can turn it on with my phone. Well. Mm-hmm. You're also telling like Chevy or whoever your car is with, like where your car is parked. Mm-hmm. It knows, like, well, yeah, where your you phone drove will it.
0: Sometimes say, like, I, I've seen that, like, on um, yeah. my GPS, it'll be like, do you want to mark this spot as, you know, home or, yeah, you or want, whatever? You remember like, where
1: you parked it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is this work or home? You're like, stop. Mm-hmm. It's the grocery store. Exactly. Just you just come here so <laughs> often. Yeah, right. <laughs> the strip club.
0: Is this work or home? It's
1: neither. <laughs> Where's the strip club open? exactly? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, the, the intrusiveness already exists. Cause they're like, no, your warranty doesn't work because you were on a track and we know it, you, you money shifted in fourth gear at 6,000 RPM when we saw it.
0: Um, I, I think I just but, more so meant that like you, people would have to like be willing to let that technology, whatever it would be. Yeah. You know, for sure. infiltrate their private space, and it would have to be like everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't even know what the hell you could do. I just, it yeah. is such a massive issue. It sucks. Yeah. It, what's your What's your last question?
1: My question. Um, it's more just kind of just getting an idea of like where you're at. I guess where, uh, for the specificness of this question. Um, do you? Brandon Gresham, feel prepared for a collapse of society, both locally or nationally? Neither? Do you not feel prepared for either? No, I'm not prepared
0: for for either. Not to put my business out there. (laughs) I have some stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I have like, I'll just say I have a few contingency plans, Um. Yeah, I'm not going to give all my answers to this because I feel like that's That's an advantage (laughs) because I do have things. Um, Yeah. yeah. But like it's kind of like that whole like, um, oh, we're waiting to have kids until we're ready. And like you realize after a while that there's never a point where you're like ready, ready. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. can have all Mm -hmm. the money. You could have all the diapers and all the baby cream. some point, you just got to do it. You just got to fucking pull the trigger. Yeah, and do it. You know what I mean? So it's like, do I feel ready? The short answer is no, because mm-hmm. I i can't account for all things, right? Um Correct. I can't account for all outcomes. I can't account for all things happening. I, won't, I don't know. Um, the best thing I could do is to, I think, be aware that something could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say, like, the power grid went down. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I would do. Mm-hmm. I know where I would go. I've had this thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's better than most right and yeah I just think the military teaches you to be that way dude eh, um, I eh, some people in the military some, you yeah, yeah but, but there are <laughs> I think I right, let put it this way some AFSCs and MOSs right seem to be think more, more about than this than others. others think more about yeah. this than others
1: um yeah, yeah
0: short answer is no I do have contingency plans I do have resources um, and I have contingency plans and resources for different things happening. Right. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put it this way. Total Mad Max collapse of society. Nobody's going to care if you've got uh, bars of gold in a safe, they're going to care if you have a garage full of bottles of water though.
1: Hmm. For sure. What about you? Yeah. No, the, uh, I was uh, I was asking because obviously like uh right is it France? Right France is like going wild. Bro, but, that was
0: another question <laughs> I almost asked you. It was like, oh it's about a seventeen year old getting shot and killed by a police. Yeah, no it's not. Not
1: complete not completely. I'm not gonna get into the whole situation of mm-hmm, why they're shambles. Yeah. But the uh Like France right now is just wild, and like to me that that, that's a local it's a local collapse. Depending where you're at in France right now, right? And when you think about uh,
0: revolutions, though, France always gets the fuck down, bro. It's time to bring out the fucking guillotine. France always wins,
1: dude. (laughs) Every French revolution, France France is
0: won. (laughs) Vive
1: la liberté!
0: Vive la France!
1: (laughs) Right? They just love taking down leaders and just causing riots. But whatever, it's like the French thing to do. But, um, no, I was just kind of, cause I see that. Right. And then obviously, you know, the United States is huge. The odds of it being completely nationally like falling into collapse would be, I think the world's in the way worse spot if that's happening, but, yeah. um, like locally it could definitely happen. You could have like a, like you said, power grid go out like, uh, like Las Vegas and like parts of Arizona and, other, and like Southern California is like all powered by like the Hoover dam. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that stop like you got like what like two days three days before like Bro, all your would, food
0: runs out that would be like, mayhem <laughs> and anarchy so fast yeah i just want to say this too real quick there are so many homeless people and people that are used to living on the streets oh in they're LA, winning in, in la dude and if you think that you're gonna get out of your home and survive Against a bunch of fucking crackhead homeless people, you're wrong, because you've never been desperate to that level, dude. Think about I'm,
1: that. I'm not gonna express my exact plans, but to any who's listening, I would highly recommend leaving well-populated areas yes. immediately. Exactly. No, dude.
0: Everywhere, I, everywhere I thought about going, like is smart. We're gonna have hey, my buddy. Me,
1: we have keep to have your my buddy very uh, tight knit.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and your shot group very tight knit.
1: Yeah. Aim small, miss small.
0: Yeah. Aim no, for a gotta... button,
1: hit the torso. If you aim Do for the we... torso, you're probably gonna miss. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we gotta have my buddy Chris on one day to talk about this.
1: Doomsday prepping. Yeah. And, and I field, it's so Fieldcraft. That stuff gets like such like I talk to like my younger brothers about it and they're like, why would you blah 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 blah? And it's like okay. Dude, there are already, they're already just, fucking lost causes at that point. I know. We just went through like a COVID pandemic that could have very well led to a lot of societal collapse and a bunch of random weird shit. I would. It's like the whole notion of like, I'd rather have a gun and not need it. Never use it. Than, that one a, moment where I need it. Rather I'd rather be a warrior in a garden oh, yeah. than a gardener in a war. Yep. yep. Absolutely. And it's like, it keeps me healthy. It keeps my, my mind active. It it's keeps like, me, like, motivated. Like, I don't it this have way. A, it's like, zero negatives. Right. If you go through all the
0: trouble of becoming f- mentally and physically fit to survive something like the apocalypse, and the apocalypse never happens, then oops, you fucked around and wound up physically and mentally fit anyway.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you and, and, and your, s- you know... most. Most people like that, too, are usually like financially well off because they had to like invest a lot of money into this. Yeah. Well, they yeah, think that's usually... what's going to save them, too. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is funny because
0: historically, the people that make all the money are the, the ones that get God <laughs> after first, which is the point I'm making. If you try and flee your home and you think you're going to survive on the streets yeah. with a population of homeless people like there is in L.A., you're going to wind up a lampshade in somebody's tent on the outside of your house.
1: Imagine imagine you're in like California and you're some like rich rich, you know, upper middle class, lower high class person, you got your two Teslas, grid goes out, you're trying to escape where you're going. Yeah, you go can't defend yourself. You
0: now own a really, really big fucking paperweight.
1: Yeah. And the crackheads are gonna use it as a fuck shack. So. Yeah.
0: Dirty Mike and the boys. Yep. Well, man, I think it's uh that's a good spot to wrap it up. Cause Dirty I Mike, if, I don't know if Dirty Mike did, you know what I'm saying? But I thanks, think Thanks for the F Shack. But uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, great conversation as always, man. And uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I hope you have a good night. And um, you too,
1: It's to all listening. I hope if you're if you're waking up, have a good day.
0: If you're yeah. if you're going to sleep, whatever you're doing, have man. a good night. Right now, I hope it's if you're great. driving in your car, if you're at home. Whatever. If you're at work and you're just listening to us, thanks for just listening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, most importantly, please check out our, our sponsors. It helps us out. It helps them out. It's what helps the podcast keep going. If you enjoy our work, uh, please subscribe. If you subscribe to one, why not just subscribe to all and help boost our numbers? You know what I'm saying? Interact with us on mean? social media. Share with your friends. Tell your friends about me. Please. And uh, yeah,
1: like, comment, share, subscribe, one love, all that good stuff.